0: All right, guys, today's guest is my buddy, Mike Massey. He is a, what, 10-year veteran of the drift community in this area, and he's been building and working on 240s. He's built some of, like, the most wild and insane contraptions for some YouTubers behind the scenes that you wouldn't even (laughs) realize is him. And all around, kind of just a, like, a wild mind when it comes to building. And we're going to sit down and talk to him about some drifting, some shop ownership, some building 240s and probably why drag racing has kind of continued to grow whereas drifting kind of seems like it's in a fight constantly to get you know what I mean because like 10 years ago I remember hearing about drifting and it's like it's the fastest growing sport it was and now it's like where can you go I got 20 dollars in my pocket where can I go take my drift car or 40 dollars? where can I go take my drift uh, car Nowhere I can go take my drag car for $20 to Bradenton and have a night of fun.
1: Man, those days are gone with drifting.
0: Isn't that weird? They,
1: that that kind of makes me sad now that I think about it. it.
0: Like, I remember hearing about it when it was, like, coming over from Japan when I was, like, a kid. And they were like, oh, FD is in Japan. It's going to take over NASCAR. More viewers this year than NASCAR. And then, like... It just leveled out. Do you think that that's because promoters, track owners, or the community?
1: A little, a little bit of everybody. Um, Promoters, man. There's been some really shady promoters promoting drifting, and although they seem to have washed away, uh, there's still always one seems to be like one lingering around. In Florida, at least. I don't know about the other. You know, Texas seems to be still doing good. Uh, The Northeast is dwindling now, but we're constantly battling where we can go drifting now. So, yeah, you're right. Drag racing is is on the up continuously, and drifting is, I guess, just kind of at a standstill. But I don't know if I can just pin it to one thing. The community... I love I love the drifting community. I love everybody like everybody that's in it. That's kind of loaded I mean, there's too, some bad
0: there's some bad apples in every community <sighs> for sure.
1: We get a bad rap. Yeah. Um, takeovers like just dummies in parking lots crashing into other cars and mailboxes and stuff. People doing donut. Well, I guess that would be takeovers, donuts, and in intersections.
0: Yeah, that's it's, like I don't even consider those guys drifters. Those it's, guys are just like, like hoodlums, basically, <laughs> like the takeover crowd.
1: It's, it's some of those guys can drive, and I don't get they why can. they can't just spend forty or fifty bucks and go to the track. We have, I mean, I, I like going back to not having tracks. We do have some tracks. We have uh, Showtime, mm-hmm. OSW. OSW is constantly putting stuff on. Showtime's constantly putting stuff on weekends. Um, PBIR is gone now but yeah. that was another one that used to constantly put them on but it's like if we're if we're seeing takeovers in Tampa and St. Pete area there's no reason why they can't go to Showtime and at least be in front of a group yeah. of peers and people and show off there like and to me the the crowd at the takeovers um, isn't any smarter and they're they're just brain dead
0: yeah Showtime's one I always forget about but they actually do cater to the Drifters, probably more than any other track. OSW, I feel like they've been burned a little bit by maybe promoters or events being like a little bit more wild than they thought they would be, <laughs> so they're a little more apprehensive, but Yoho up at Showtime seems to love the, the chaos in a way. I mean,
1: every time I go at their Showtime, it's it's amazing. Yes,
0: yeah, they do a good job. We,
1: I mean, I show up, I unload the car, I get on grid and wait my turn and It's, I mean, everybody's into it. Even, like, people, they'll have drag racing and drifting at the same time. Drag Mm -hmm. racers are over there watching the drifting. And it's, like, a good time. Like, good people. There's no, like, shady stuff going on.
0: It's, like, a legitimate venue for all of it that they have. Right. There's a lot of... Eighth Mile Track that has, like, marginally not known for great prep, but that kind of makes it fun for the street guys. They're not going to go ruin it. Then they have like a oval track that's not huge and not insanely banked. I it, love
1: I love that track. It's I a great lo- track. I love banked tracks. Growing up,
0: it's not as banked as like the Freedom Factory is,
1: right? I so I it's started like a minor in, like in two thousand eight. Um, at Desoto, so Desoto is like if you knew how to dr- like ride the bank at Desoto and just like. Mm-hmm. just full-on commit to that bank. So
0: the DeSoto can, is now the Freedom Factory. For, right. DeSoto's, for people that don't know, DeSoto is Freedom Factory.
1: If you could commit and, and just drive that track and do the bank at that track, you can do any bank in in the country.
0: Yeah, because OSW, I think, even has a steeper bank than the Freedom Factory. I don't
1: think it is steeper.
0: I know they used to call it Mini Daytona.
1: It's it's bigger. It's longer, for sure.
0: Like, it's it's... Like, the Freedom Factory's bank is, like, mini Daytona. They've always talked about it. It's, it's, like, 22 degrees or something. It's pretty serious. I've
1: only stuffed my car there once. I've stuffed my car at Freedom Factory a lot. <laughs> I, I think that DeSoto Freedom Factory is probably the more insane mm-hmm. bank.
0: So, another big thing that people don't realize if you're not in it is some tracks kill tires. And some tracks are hard on beginners because they kill tires. And if you're not, you know, going out there with multiple sets of tires, yeah, I've always heard that about, I, it's not the skid pad at OSW, is it the...
1: The, the oval track at OSW yeah. is, is just as bad as a Freedom Factory is on tires. Really? It's just that rough, gritty, grippy asphalt compared mm-hmm. to the skid pad uh, at OSW, which when we did that private day, that's what we did. It's not as much grip, but tires last, I mean... If we were at Freedom Factory and I did one, I could do two laps if I'm not hot-dogging. I could do two laps on a pair of tires. Yeah. On the skid pad, I can probably do eight to ten runs on a pair on just one pair of tires.
0: But we're talking when you're on a bank, you're in fourth gear. Yeah. 7,000 RPM. I mean... 2J making 1,000 horsepower.
1: I'm, I'm in fourth gear and on SW sometimes for fun. All right. I'm just putting on a show or whatever, but... It's just the, it just doesn't, just doesn't heat the tires the, yeah. the temperature. It's not as hot usually. I don't know why. I mean, it's something to do with the asphalt, but it's really just not as grippy.
0: And that was actually something I was thinking. Cause you know, when you go drag racing, they're spraying glue. <laughs> Have anybody ever thought about spraying glue? Could you imagine? To hook up people on an oval or on a. On a bank,
1: you know how much faster Spray some track times would be,
0: and let them really eat.
1: I think I think we should bring that up to
0: talk to, to somebody about spraying some glue. We blue should talk down. to
1: Cletus about it
0: because you would really have to be like, you can't go out there with your you know Miata that makes five hundred horsepower and and handle that though. That would have to be like a Adam L Z Taylor Ray level like. Are you talking about drifting? Powerful your thing? car. Yeah. Oh yeah. On that glue. Yeah. Oh man. It would help you. Dri- it could help <sighs> you drip up.
2: Have you ever had to return a forgotten bag of adult play toys to a pair of sweet old grandparents, or have you spent your summer cleaning up protein spills at an amusement park? How about going to work every day in a flea infested casino? Hopefully you haven't, but our guests have. Welcome to the Insiders Podcast each episode we bring you an explicit account from a hotel and hospitality industry insider to listen to these stories and more go to the insiders.com to subscribe that's the insiders i-n-n-s-i-d-e-r-s.com
1: so when we set up our cars we usually set them up for grip like it's
0: that's what i mean so you're adding grip to the pavement at that
1: point. Right. It's like common misconception that a lot of people that are like, oh, well, drifting guys, they don't have a lot of grip in their cars. They're not that fast Mm -hmm. because they're not gripped up. The reality is we are as gripped up as we can be Mm -hmm. because we want to be able to control that car. We want to be able to lurch forward and get on somebody's door or run away from somebody. Yeah. We're trying to be gripped up.
0: Yeah, like those cars are as gripped up as anything, any car out there, those cars are as gripped up as and with the IRS's they put down the power way differently than like a drag car that has a solid rear axle. So they grip up arguably more than a lot of drag cars because we just have to kind of do it for an instant and then we plant the tire way differently. But I know grip is always something that they're seeking for more of. And especially when you have rules that say you have to run on like a 235 tire I mean, you see, Adam's tiny. got a
1: 315 on his, and yeah. Vaughn Getting Jr., they moved up to 315s. That's huge.
0: We don't allow 315s in most classes. It's 275s <laughs> in most drag racing classes. 315 is, like, not allowed at that point. You get to Gosh. you get to a 30-inch tire, and it's, like, too big. 31-inch tire. Man. So grip is, like, it is grip racing.
1: I feel like if, if there was glue on the bank at the, at the track, now that we've just talked about this, it's going to... It's gonna grip up, and someone's gonna end up in the wall.
0: Well, somebody's gonna do that regardless. It yeah. almost might be needed on the, the infield. The infield. Wow. Where it gets really slick. So because they I, have to rely on rubber put down by other cars.
1: Right. So when when Cletus first did the concrete skid pad, and um, I went out there right when they did that, and it was like ice. I mean, coming off the bank onto the asphalt onto the concrete, mm-hmm. you just notice. Each three, each of those parts, you could tell a huge difference yeah. in each one. And once you got in the, on the concrete, you had to, like, for sure slow down your your transition and everything. And you had to really focus on not spinning.
0: And in his, uh, like, this isn't anything against him doing something wrong. He didn't design. He didn't set that pad there for um, for drifting. That oh, was yeah. put there for burnouts. For burnouts. <laughs> <laughs> drifting was just, like, an after fact that happened. And... Now, I don't even know if it has a drift future in the next 2023 season.
1: I hope so. I mean, I know that Clutch Kickers is out, but uh, I was even psyched when when Cletus was putting on uh, regular drift events. Like, Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: mean, I know that it wasn't a huge crowd or anything, but it was. I feel like it had more crowd than Clutch Kickers.
0: So Clutch Kickers proved if you put up the money, they will come. Yeah. They proved that. So, like, somebody else that can take that formula, find a location, and clearly they've proven that you can do it. Yeah. You can give $10,000 payouts, which are huge.
1: Which is crazy because, I mean, compared to FD, which you're spending, to run an FD program is just impossible for like a standard person. Yeah. So you can just get in a car... Put make 500 horsepower and go out there and compete with other guys in a pretty level playing field, and win 10 grand. I mean, if I did a clutch kickers event, it would cost me about 2,500 dollars. Tires, fuel, being there, right?
0: Yeah, and that's that's about what it would cost everybody, no matter how far you really have to travel. Like, it's not gonna, it's not like a huge difference for different guys. Like, FD can range completely differently. Like, people can spend. (laughs) insane amounts or they can spend a little bit on the lower side i know a couple people that have ran like um what is it um pro pro two pro two uh they call it pro spec now yeah pro spec and like they can kind of squeeze by with like you know not crazy amount of money but then once you kind of teeter into that fd zone you you just have to try to outspend
1: it's it's i mean it's a game of money it's it's real fd is really about marketing Nobody like, – if you're going into FD because you love to – just because you love to drive or you just want to win um, and you think you're going to that, – that's financially the right move, it's not. Because FD is literally about marketing. These guys are paying all this money to compete just to market their products or yeah. just uh, – Von getten Jr., you know, all the all the top names. They're either promoting the company that they are partnered in or they – own you know they're paying top dollar to market their business it's a marketing yeah is what it is it's
0: it's tough though because like we were saying where i think there's less people building drift cars than there are building drag cars even like like obviously drag racing's a little bigger but like there's just less people trying to enter the yeah. one sport so it's you're hard. almost marketing to less people you need to like they need to figure out how to get more people in the sport to sell them parts cuz you're not going to sell a guy an angle kit that you're promoting if you can't get more people to do it.
1: I think that there's a lot more than you think in in the drifting. I hope so. I just think that you're you're a big drag racing guy, so you're in that community deep. Yes. You know what I mean? So it, the drifting community it's it's Maybe, like, back in the day, before drifting, everybody just wanted a really fast car. So everybody was buying parts mm-hmm. more geared to, you know, I, I can't say drag racing, but just making their car go faster. Now it's like kids are just buying a 350Z and putting an, buying angle kits, buying um you know suspension geometry correction kits and stuff for their street cars because every once in a while they want to go in a parking lot and drift or go to a track and drift
0: yeah you see somebody driving their daily driver with some some camber up in the front of their 350z with the trumpets back there
1: tracks front track front wheels are sticking out three inches further than the back because you can
0: realistically drive that every day as a perfectly good street car and you know, it's not a 240, so you're not going to have to worry about 240 problems.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to look at, like, Drift HQ. They're striving. I mean, yeah. they're focused on drifting. They, I mean, sure, they'll sell you whatever, but they're focused on drifting, and they are growing. Even Adam LZ bought into it. Yep. So it's like the drifting Drifting is, is growing. I just don't know if it's the right direction. I mean, it's all... Any time it gets bigger, it's the right direction. But it, it's got to be... It,
0: it's tough because I feel like there's not a good outlet. Like people, yeah. build, like, people can build cars, but there needs to be that outlet. You can, you can drag race in so many different things and so many different classes and stuff. But even, like, people that were watching Clutch Kickers last year, how many people were like, well... I can't come. Like, how many people kind of, like, backed off a little bit on their builds when they were, like, saw some of the caliber of cars? They need, like, they almost needed A, B, and C classes to begin with.
1: It started out as... Um,
0: more grassroots.
1: More grassroots. And and when they realized that the payout versus the pay-in
0: mm-hmm.
1: to FD, a lot of FD drivers just brought their demo cars out and just were yeah. thrashing, I mean. But then again, look at Chelsea. Chelsea's in a... A Fox body with like 300 horsepower four cylinder and he's out here out driving.
0: He's a very bad example cars. because yeah. he'll drive, he'll out drive somebody in a minivan. I
1: love that guy. I <laughs> can drive, man. He is and he's the most down to earth dude too, yeah. so. But, I mean, it, it it just does go to show that if you can, if if you're talented enough, you don't need all the power which is, I kind of did that, the, I, I, had, I had to go through that myself to figure it out so when I first started driving, I had a 1JZ. It made like, I don't know, maybe like 400-something horsepower on nitrous, yep. stock, everything. And then I crashed it, and I was like, I'm coming back. I'm going hard. So give gave me like a year or two, and it, of course, ended up being almost five years of a hiatus. But I built a 1,000-horsepower JZ track car just to realize that i didn't need i didn't need that
0: is that a 2j or is it a one and a half it's a one and a half, J. One and a half. Yeah. yeah i mean perfectly good for drifting oh yeah you i know? mean
1: phenomenal i've been thrashing that thing for five years yeah it lives on the limiter and it's still going so
0: thousand horsepower it just, just eats man yeah. that car has been really every time i see it out i'm like kind of jaw on the floor listening to that thing just Dude, like it's good sing and every time i've seen you out there with it you make it seem like it's your last time you're driving the thing <laughs> I'm like like is he planning on putting it back on the trailer after
1: this? I I mean when I when I I'm enjoy drifting because I think it's I would like to see a lot more style it used to be pretty stylish and it used to be what it was and then everybody started building these 10,000 horsepower cars and they've mm-hmm. you know got 3 track days under their belt and, they, yeah. and they're like, oh, I'm a pro now, I'm going pro guys.
0: Two subframes back there just in case you want to change up your alignment right. real quick.
1: So there but there's dudes in A class now that oh man this is a whole this is a whole nother story, man. There's people in A class at in here in Florida that got really cool cars, really badass cars, but their driving level is in A-Class. So yeah. when I go out on track and I'm following these guys, I'm kind of like mm, maybe i should give these guys some room because i mm-hmm. don't know if they can complete a lap without spinning
0: yeah that's a scary spot to be in and when you know you can be on that guy's door following him right if maybe... it's like me and taylor
1: i can i know i can just exactly. initiate and just land on his door and be good
0: they need like some stickers sometimes like <laughs> hey you know yeah. like um, first time
1: beginner driver yeah they
0: have that in like uh australia and europe like new drivers like oh, a yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> You, you need, need that, that for driving. Even like when I go drag racing, it's the same thing. Somebody pulls up and I'm like, I don't know how they're going to stage. I don't know how prepared they are to stage their car. Yeah. And that's the only real worry. Like I'm not super worried about somebody crossing into my lane like you are. Right. But I mean, some- somebody could easily take out your car and When that happens on the track, it's just kind of like, oops, sorry, bud. It's happened a few times. It's kind of the cost of doing business.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's part of the sport. Yeah. I mean, people are going to be... I remember T-Pain, I think, ran into somebody, and everybody was so mad that T-Pain didn't help that. T-Pain's rich. Why didn't he help him fix his car? He didn't have to. Yeah. And it's when you sign up, when you write your name on that waiver to go out and pay $50 and go on track and you go out there and you're thrashing your car around with other people that you know are going to be on Mm -hmm. your door or near you, that's, it's cost, you know, it's part of the game.
0: Yeah, you can't not be prepared for that. You can't expect it never to happen.
1: Another reason why drifting is expensive, it's contact sport.
0: Yep, it is. It definitely is. And to keep those motors together gets expensive too because my car lives on wide open throttle for... Eight seconds at a time. That's Ten it. Ten seconds at a time. Ten seconds if I'm unlucky. Eight seconds, you know, depending on how long it takes me to stage and all that. But that's about it. Yeah. And then I wait an hour to cool it down. I got... <laughs> how long do you give your car to cool down?
1: Cool down? Oh, the I don't, cool down lap? I, I get No, I just usually pull off track, let it idle for a minute and shut it off. But I'm all... And I, like I said, though, I abuse it. And I'm, I'm not... I didn't build that car to... Just go out and just, just drift it. I'm putting on a show. Yeah. Like that's why I even got into drifting. I'm putting on a show and I'm gonna show everybody how cool it is. I'm gonna do the sickest stuff. I'm gonna have the smokiest car. Like yep. that is that is the car. That's my personality. That's how I drive. Everybody's like, well, you're you're just on the rev limiter for the whole time for a minute and a half. You know, like why don't you shift gears? And I'm like, well, first of all, I can. I was in fourth. On the skid pad, so I don't know what you want me to do. That's just how I drive. It's gonna break it. My foot is here all the time. Like, that's just how I drive. I that's don't know. the only
0: way to drive a Jay Z car. Fun. Yeah. If it was an LS, people would be like, please stop. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Jay Z is just,
0: <laughs> please get off the beautiful. rev limiter. Because <laughs> that's the best way to drive a Jay Z car. Dude, I,
1: I was actually, dude, the. <sighs> Growing up, so I, my first car was a Honda Civic hatch. It was an EG, and I. Blew up the single cam, put an LS uh, B18B in it, uh, turboed that.
0: An LS is in a Honda motor, not, yeah, not an LS is in a Chevy motor. Not the
1: big old V8 one, yeah. the, the little Honda <laughs> motor. Yeah. but uh, So I blew, or no, blew up the single cam, put the B18B in it, turboed that, um, was afraid of it, not afraid of the car, but afraid of blowing it up because I was 16 or 17. I didn't have a lot of money. I was money. gonna
0: say, what year did you do this it was, too? It was
1: like 1935. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, I'm old. When,
0: when that stuff was like, maybe somebody can tune it.
1: <laughs> a 13 second car was fast. Let me, yeah. That's how long ago it was. So I then was like, you know what? I'm going all motor. Like all the JD, that was big thing. JDM stuff was just coming over yeah, here. You put like, some
0: fancy header on it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I did the, a GSR engine, went all motor. And then I parted, well, I, I got invited to a parking lot with some of my other friends that had 240s, and they were like, drifting this, drifting that, and I was like, drifting is the worst thing ever. Like, you guys are tearing up your cars, like, this is annoying, like, you guys are terrible.
0: Yeah, I just want to go do 30 rolls with my car. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to I'm trying to sneak my friends in the back of my Civic into the drag strip I'm and like, just drive down the drag strip and do a 15-second pass, dude. That's fun. Yeah. So I went out there one night, the one night, and he let me drive his car. I was awful. Like, I almost smoked a curb with this with this kid's car, but that was that was it. That one time, I parted out my Civic like a week after that, parted completely out, mm-hmm. bought a 240, put an SR20 in it, and that was it. I never looked back. I never looked, because now I'll look at Hondas at the drag strip, and I'm like, dude, where did time go? These guys are running like sevens and eights. Yeah.
0: And now they're doing all-wheel drive. And, yeah,
1: crazy. Yeah. So, uh, but
0: uh, drifting. SR, just, Sr. is king, huh?
1: Dr- drifting. Uh, I don't know about that. Sr. Man. is
0: god. That's what I hear the YouTubers say.
1: I, I'm not gonna knock on the Sr. <laughs> Sr. is is a good engine, but we can we can get in opinions all day, man.
0: Yeah, I just don't like Nissan.
1: <laughs> I don't like <laughs> Nissan either.
0: Their As chassis are fine,
1: <laughs> right? That's why I put a Toyota engine in it. Yeah. Um,
0: so you built a 240 I, at that point. And I you built a 240. F- went and out I, there.
1: Dude, I bought my first 240 for $600 running with a blown head gasket. And it was clean.
0: Like blown KA. Yeah. And I actually drove it around. It wasn't even that bad. Cooper hatch.
1: It was a hatch. And then I've never had anything different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then um, I put S- like I said, I put an SR in it. And I... St- like blow-off valve noises and stuff. It really got me going, and then coilovers, and then next thing you know, I'm getting invited out to what is now the Freedom Factory. It was Desoto then to do private days where you just pay fifty dollars and show up with ten of your friends. There's not even EMS, nothing out there. They're just you're just out <laughs> just there at your own risk, dude. Yeah. And you know we're forgetting the Titan lug nuts and our wheels are falling off and we can tin we can't,
0: can to begin with
1: yeah we can't drift left because we don't know we can drift right really good but we're not good but just doing it enough and i just it just stuck with me everybody else was kind of all my other friends were like just went on and did their own other thing and i just was hooked on drifting
0: yeah and then and, you
1: and i started going to orlando and then i met uh, all the people that I, the cool people that i met that are like now lifelong friends and i don't it just rolled into this
0: huge thing what was the events that orlando had weren't they cfrc well it was
1: osw at one point yeah
0: because i've heard people talk about
1: yeah and then that's before the skid pad they just had the oval and then cfrc came about and that's when i really was like into it and like i remember the first time being on their flyer and i was like dude this is i mean i'm pretty much famous now so i'm the guy yeah so i don't know who anybody else is but I forgot everybody's name. And um, I I just show up at CFRC, and I didn't know who Chelsea was. I didn't know who Pat Gooden was. I didn't know any of those guys. Taylor Ray was nobody. Yeah. Like, we were just a bunch of nobodies out there just...
0: I think Hurt was out there at that time.
1: Yeah, Hurt was out there, and um, it was a P-shape, so it was... Full throttle run up to like top of third gear and just grab a ton of handbrakes. There's a wall, it's you're going straight at a wall at top of third gear, and you got to pull a handbrake and then just drift around and then back out.
0: Did people really know like how to set up a car back then, or was it also just kind of like
1: it was a mess, dude? We're just I don't know, like I
0: just am sliding this car with a handbrake. If you
1: like go back and look at old FD stuff, like Forsberg when he 2008 Forsberg, you just type it in on YouTube, whatever. It is the most lackluster mm-hmm. stuff ever, like, drifting. Back then, though, it was the most insane thing. Like, dudes are 10 feet from each other's doors, and people are like, oh, my God, they're going to crash. Like, this is the wildest thing I've ever seen. And now it's like if you're literally not touching the person, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, not even, like, who cares?
0: Yeah, it's pretty funny to watch back that, like, old, old stuff with, like, Tony Angelo <laughs> and... Um uh what like even uh Dude, tanner even, faust yeah like, tanner faust and vaughn when he first kind of was into it man like they so were ch-
1: nerds man
0: and like their cars like looked so cheesy compared to what they are now Dude. they looked like so like just you sticker bombed like a like yeah a, like vaughn's car literally looked like you sticker bombed a mustang yeah. For a while. Like, one of his early cars. It was, like,
1: the ug- ugliest cars, man.
0: <laughs> and it's so great to see, like, the start of it and the progression and how you can, like, cata- like catalog it all and look back. Yeah. Yeah, because Tanner Faust won multiple and, like... Oh, he killed it. Nobody but even thinks of him as a drifter anymore.
1: I don't... Uh, Tanner Faust is a phenomenal driver, but I don't know if he can... And I haven't seen him drive lately, but... I don't know if he has what it takes to be a top driver now.
0: Yeah, probably not. I think he was just right time, right, right. place, right amount of skill.
1: I mean, Forsberg is still a force to be reckoned with, really. He like, didn't
0: even change his car for a long time. Yeah,
1: he just had a 350Z forever. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of kept doing the same thing. I think he had the first 350Z off the line. I
0: believe it, and then he had the first 400Z. <sighs> I
1: mean, look at how far... I mean, that that's another test, dude. Look how far drifting... Has come. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just absolutely insane.
0: Well, but, when it was in Japan, it was like this mystery sport that was just, like yeah. I said, going to take over.
1: It's like, it was, it was like in the mountains, stuff like that. And then all the, like, the cool scene, edgy kids were like, oh, dude, we're going to bring this to America and we're going to be so cool. Mm-hmm. And they just brought it over here and it was cool. It blew up. I yeah. mean, and I'm grateful for it because who knows what I'd be doing. You know what I mean? Like if I wasn't into drifting, I wouldn't have met all the people that I know. Like
0: Yeah, there's really no other there's really no other great outlet for racing. Obviously you go road course, but that's almost like a road coursing is a lot of like almost high society in a lot of ways. It's like Porsche clubs. Yeah. yeah. It's it's great for what it is. I've opened like, motocross. Motocross is definitely um
1: It got hoity toity.
0: Yeah, motocross definitely started out as, like, the rough crowd.
1: That's where Ronnie Mack came in. Yep. And he decided that he didn't like how a hoity-toity motocross was.
0: And that's why he became a full-blown savage that (laughs) just (laughs) cuts his helmets and (laughs) I watched that man break his foot at the Freedom Factory. That dude,
1: man, in real life, that dude is a lot. Yeah. I mean, the videos are a lot, but in real life, he is a lot.
0: Does he do more for his sport than the damage he causes? I'd have to say, yeah. I think he brings more attention, attention and it's good or bad. It's good. Att- it's attention.
1: Right. I don't. I don't think it affects it that much. If anything, it just brings in uh, a younger crowd. Yeah. His. I would say his target demographic is probably like eight to sixteen or something years old.
0: I, I look back at like when I was a kid and it was like, Oh man, like Travis Pastrana is doing the coolest stuff and the I don't think there is any like like idol like that for um to get people into like motocross. Like when I was a kid we had like, you know, Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater, Travis <laughs> Pastrana were like doing these like cool things and maybe I'm just too old, but I don't I don't know of Dude, anybody Travis Pastrana. He's still got it. He is he yeah, of course, but he's like almost He's very broken at this point. Like, his body has got to be tired.
1: Physically, that man is wasted.
0: He's got to be. Yeah. He's broken everything multiple times. That's why they're putting him in cars now. He's a cyborg.
1: I feel like he's not. He's just a robot underneath at this point.
0: And he's still doing cool stuff. But I just think on two wheels, he should probably back up a little bit yeah i i don't think he will <laughs> i don't think so i don't think it's, it's in him it's, yeah it's in his it's in his blood he's but most recently he just did like a 300 mile an hour drive in a race car top fuel i did not see that and then he did the gymkhana yeah i which saw that was unreal dude you can drive he definitely yeah. can i think it's it's a mix of really good driver and absolutely fearless
1: yeah well that's that's the i that's the limit to everything. That really is yeah. the limit to everything. I mean, if you're willing to just put the fear behind you in any motorsport that you do, you can do whatever. Motocross. Yeah. If you're jumping a an 80 foot jump, double or something, you know, if if you're scared, you're not going to do it. If you're going to throw your car 80 miles an hour into the bank and you tap the brake or do one thing and you you know get scared, you're going to end up in the wall. That's how it happens.
0: If you're scared, you probably shouldn't do it. Also. <sighs> It, yeah, that like, is a If you're that thing. scared of it, you probably shouldn't because you're going to make the wrong, yeah, make confidence the wrong is key. mental decision in the moment. Even like with spectator drags, yeah. it's going to be the fearless person that wins. The, person the that, dude with the blazer? That man is absolutely <laughs> is fearless. No fear. Exactly. Like the guys with the Tesla, they sometimes back off of it. Sometimes the car does I'm it. I feel
1: like the car does. Yeah, yeah sometimes the car it, does
0: it. And if you try to turn that stuff off, it's not really happy.
1: I want to. I want to do it so bad, but could you imagine if one thing went wrong and I just smoked my Tesla into the wall?
0: That's why be, I don't bring anything out there,
1: dude. Because it would end up like me and Cletus, or me and the guy in the blazer, mm-hmm. or something like that, and it would be the guy who literally doesn't care to crash a car.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why, like. I don't bring my CTSV out there. Oh like, man, I'm not gonna do that. It's a rear-wheel drive wagon. First off, it's not gonna do that good. Second off, somebody's just gonna either crash into me or I'm gonna lose it on the turn. Yeah, it's not exactly a great spectator drag car.
1: It would be cool to buy something and do that though. Maybe I'll do that soon.
0: Like before, like something that's like legitimately all-wheel drive. And yeah, it would have to be all-wheel drive.
1: I don't know. Cletus's Porsche might be the ultimate. Yeah, but the Corvette. That was giving room for his money, though. That a, was a full-on track car. The too. Eagle
0: Talons can be set up pretty well for it, from what I've heard.
1: The, yeah?
0: The Talons, because the, they're...
1: The all-wheel drive ones? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Ford they G-6-3. can be set up pretty decent, and they had a no-nitrous rule for the one guy that had one. He really? Had, he had nitrous on his, and methanol.
1: Dude, that thing parties, probably. It was
0: pretty stout. Dang. It was definitely uh, pretty stout. <laughs> um, so, where, where are... 2023, what drifting is going to happen in Florida? Then competitive drifting, any? You think?
1: I haven't really heard of anything um, except for the the pro am that's going on now. I mean, which is a small. I don't even know if they're coming back. So, Clutch Kickers
3: is out.
0: Are you a car enthusiast looking for an exciting new podcast to listen to? Check out the Test Drive podcast hosted by Leap O'Donnell. This podcast is packed with discussions about some of the most iconic vehicles in automotive history and inside knowledge from behind the scenes. From the Mustang to the Camaro, we cover it all. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Listen to Test Drive on your favorite podcast app today. And down here in Florida, like central, south Florida, we are too far from most states to go.
1: Yeah, like, Texas is far.
0: Yeah, Texas that's is. Really, that's Texas is where
1: it's going on right 10,
0: now. 10, 15 hour drive to get to Texas. To we go, have
1: multiple programs.
0: To go do that in Texas would just be unfeasible for the average guy. For the most part, to go try to couple times drift in that, unless like you're you know, a YouTuber that can do that.
1: Right. It would make sense for Taylor or Adam or something. Well, it wouldn't even make sense for Adam at this point.
0: No, it would Taylor,
1: yeah. I think Taylor Taylor should go for it. He's got the car, especially now with the Corvette he just built.
0: Well, it kind of makes sense for Adam now, too, because what does he do with his Clutch Kickers car?
1: I, I don't know. What does he you do with a, all the cars Now he has a purpose-built
0: Clutch Kickers car that kind of is in limbo. And you have... So you actually found Adam's car.
1: Oh, yeah, the BMW. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, saw, I saw that video and I was like, oh, wait, I know that guy.
1: Yeah, that was fun. He was like, hey, dude, um, he, I don't even know. I was just like working in here one day. And he called me and he was like, hey. And I was like, what's up, dude? And he goes, uh, so I got like a really weird request. And I was like, well, probably nothing I haven't heard before. And he said, I've located my first car and it's somewhere near you. And I was like, what does that mean? And he's like, I don't know. I just know that the last person to register it lived in Sarasota. And I said, how long ago was that? And he's like, "I was like seven years ago. I was like, man, the <laughs> thing is gone. And he gave me some of the info. He gave me the VIN. And I looked up the VIN. And, dude, I went, I don't know why I invested so much time, but it was fun being a detective for like a week. For a car. and
0: um, Car detectives over here. Yeah,
1: I, f- I found it. I mean... It went through like three different hands, never registered again, but just kind of, I guess the three different owners that it had either sat or it was like used in fields for donuts or something and just sat there and I found it and I bought it from the kid and Brought it to Adam a surprise and he was psyched.
0: That's funny. It's, it's pretty not wild. like It's not like a car that you would cherish. No, really. it's just a piece of junk. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it, I get it though. It was it's for sentimental. Adam, it's his first yeah. car. That makes sense to me.
0: I meant for like the previous owners. Like it's not like some car oh, right. where it's going to be in somebody's like garage, like kept pristine type of car. Like right. we're not talking. Like even if it was a two forty, it would be potentially kept more pristine than some random. It's just a four door automatic
1: four door. Th- 315 or something? Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, like one of the most undesirable BMWs yeah, it of was, that generation. It was bad.
1: It was really bad. And I'm actually pretty psyched to see it turn out as good as it did because the original plan was just like, I don't know. I just want it and I'll figure it out, but we're not going to make it like... We're not going to engine swap it. We're not going to do anything crazy. And now it's manual engine swapped, engine manual swap. swapped, and it's got wild wheels, and it's becoming...
0: I get the sentimental value for him for sure. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And Not to, I'm not trying to like say like that car is stupid to work on. Like I would it's do the same thing on. if I if I had the ability to, I would do the same thing.
1: I don't. Do you, it might be. I <laughs> if don't know I had if,
0: enough cars and people to work on my stuff, I right. probably would do the same thing.
1: Adam might have started a, like a low key trend. I don't know if he did it or not. I don't really get too far into everybody's YouTube stuff, just like my friends and stuff. Danny has his first Volkswagen and I dropped it off at paint a couple months ago and freaking gonna restore his first car. And it was it literally sat in a in a field for like five years and it's rusty and it is a piece of junk. But he wants to restore it back to like really like new. You know, he used to just some Volkswagen Yeah, it's a four door Volkswagen golf automatic. Didn't even have an engine transmission in it anymore. And it was just a piece of junk literally should have probably just gone in the scrap pile but i get the fact that it was his first car he drove around making youtube videos and eating ramen noodles because he was poor yeah and he wants to restore it and I yeah mean, I, I, I can that. see
0: that sentimental for him too because i've heard him talk about that before where he was like yeah i had no money i was leaving on living on couches and stuff
1: yeah i i'm proud of that guy he's definitely came from nothing to something for sure, for sure.
0: yeah because you've been building a lot of danny's Stuff. Oh
1: man, I've been dealing with Danny for a while.
0: <laughs> so Danny Duncan has a lot of ideas of stuff and somebody has to behind the scenes bring them to reality. You're kind of like a new version of like a special effects props guy. Like a YouTube special effects yeah. prop, props guy.
1: So I guess when we talked about it like my official um, label or whatever was creative manager. So I was in charge of Helping with the ideas, um, being the creative part behind it, making, but mostly making the ideas come to life. So if we have this idea, I'm the one in charge of either building it, having things done to make sure that I can build whatever, or make sure that the stunt or idea that we have is filmed.
0: That's a very Hollywood role of you.
1: Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) It's fun being behind the scenes
0: just watching chaos firsthand
1: yeah yeah i mean it's like i watch a train wreck every time i like i'm filming with them it's like i'm watching a train wreck but like nobody gets hurt it's yeah. like a, it's like a good train it's wreck it's
0: controlled for sure.
1: Yeah. If no, if two trains were head on at each other at full blast, but nobody was in them, and there was nobody for miles, and we could just sit there and watch it happen, that's mm-hmm. that's what I get to do.
0: The guy definitely causes some havoc. I mean, he rolled a Sherp on like his first hour of ownership. It looked like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a a tree went through one tire into the other tire and then out. And then for some reason they thought they could. Just patch it and yeah. keep going.
0: Those tires look easy to get. I'm yeah, sure. they're
1: forty-five hundred dollars from Sweden or something Perfect. each. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then he also did your. Um, you had the jet ski that you could drive on the street. Oh uh, yeah,
1: that was. There's an even longer story behind that, but yeah, I did build the jet ski. Uh, I got that idea from somebody who did it. I think North Florida, like a long time ago, but it never got the recognition that it deserved. Like, and. The kid, I would assume, just didn't care anymore, and I think scrapped it or something, so I built one. And I was like, I, ha- I have to do this. I have to just build this thing. Yeah. I have a scooter, so I built it, and then Danny was like, yeah, I want one. And I was like, well, I, good for, good thing for you. I know exactly what to do. I just did it. And he's yeah. like, all right, cool. Let's do it.
0: That was cool, and then you had the lifted <laughs> lawnmower. The
1: lawnmower. Yeah, the really tall lawnmower. <laughs> it was... Uh, I want to say a six-foot deck height.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's been some um, there's been some cool stuff. And I've seen you build some cool stuff for other YouTubers oh, yeah. as well.
1: The all the stuff that I did for Ross, like the double-sided Honda Civic, that was probably my most proud.
0: I remember seeing the double-sided Honda Civic for the first time, and I, I, it's cool because it's so local. Yeah, seeing that kind of stuff, like the the Honda Civic, the hydraulic. The, yeah, so the hydraulic car and then the, porter potty. the like porta potty the porta potty the local that thing stuff around. is so cool yeah
1: it was funny because me and Ross used to vibe with ideas and it would just they would just nonstop we could we could talk to each other and at like 3 in the morning and we'd just be sitting in my living room and he'd be like yo what if we did this and i was like yeah but what if we did this and then he's like yeah but what if we did that and then we did this and it would just snowball into this huge elaborate idea and that's my thing is elaborate like mm-hmm. when i flipped his van like pranked him because nobody's ever pranked him i wanted it elaborate i didn't want to like just move his car i wanted it flipped over in the parking lot and i wanted the whole world to be like
0: <laughs> the what is happening public's parking lot out here with an upside down van yeah
1: so the cops came like that i was wanted going all that.
0: crazy in the local groups too Dude, it like was the, funny so that was in my neighborhood basically like right you know like yeah. this is our community and all the local facebook groups were loving that
1: the, and um what's that kid from sister key show alex compo yep he drove by, and he took a picture of it, and he posted it on his Snap. And I want to say that Ross and him are friends, and I pr- almost gave away while we were taking it off the trailer. Because yeah. I had a friend come with a bobcat to take it. I pulled up in the spot, and then we pulled it back into a spot. And then we just both drove away, and he parked his bobcat over there doing construction at a bank. And he had made it seem like it was just part of the thing. So he came by, and he was like kind of filming it, and he posted it. And I thought he was going to give it away, and Ross was going to know, but he didn't. Yeah. So it worked out good. But yeah, the double-sided Civic thing was probably my most fun. I don't know. Yeah, probably my most fun and like creative idea because we were doing the prank where we would put a sign and people sitting on a bench at Marina Jackson. We'd come up behind them and put a sign that says "No sitting on the bench," and then he would walk around and then come up and confront them. <laughs> Well, when we were leaving Marina Jacks, uh, he was, we were watching somebody get a ticket for backing the car. And he's like, that's so stupid. I said, yeah, you know that you get a ticket for backing your car. And he's like, no way. And I yeah, was like, yeah, that's ridiculous
0: dude. in itself. That's
1: what I said. So I was like, well, dude, what if we had a car that didn't have a front end? Or no, didn't have a back end. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, what if I just made a car that had two front ends and we, we backed it in? Like technically... Like, if you lift, like, underneath the car and looked, you'd be like, oh, this is back then. But you couldn't tell from the outside. And we backed it in and see if we can get a ticket. He's like, wait, can you do that? And I was like, dude, let's do this. So he immediately went bought two Honda Civics and brought them to the shop. And I just cut them. I cut them right in half. I didn't. And the way I do stuff like that is there is no, like, thought process and something like that. There's no thought process. You just cut it in half. And then you start. figure it out. Yeah,
0: you just have to start.
1: Yep, so I just got, like, square tube. You didn't
0: break out your CAD design no, on the computer or nothing. Dude. You just started cutting. <laughs> That's my
1: favorite way to do it, man, is just, just the go saw-zall. for it. And, the, like, I'm a, the, I guess the thing is, is I'm a problem solver. So, like, I, I will make this problem and then I'll solve it. So that was it. The problem was I have two half cars. I need to put them together. So I did it like really thick square tube, like in the, in the frame, welded everything in, made like all this sheet metal stuff, and then had my friend paint it. And it looked, dude, it looked like it probably came from Honda. Yeah. Like that.
0: <laughs> I remember I feel like that was insane on Facebook, too.
1: Uh, it's got like, like 180 million views or something.
0: Like insane on Facebook because yeah. it looks so legit and people are so confused by it.
1: Dude, just driving it is... It because,
0: looks legit. like
1: Yeah, it it, it is. I mean, dri- so you had to have somebody drive it in the back. Not drive it, but at least hold the steering wheel because it was functional. There wasn't an engine. I took the engine out yeah. and I replaced it with sandbags because there's no reason to have two engines pulling it apart, but it would be funny. Um... So somebody had to hold the steering wheel straight and it would be so funny because he didn't know like anything about it. I said, "Just get in it and drive it. I'm holding the steering wheel straight." And people were like behind us at a traffic light and pull up to me and they're like, "What's going on?" And I'm doing this, like at the thing and they're like, "What is happening?" They're taking their phones out. And then he starts going and then I just do this. A little bit to the wheel, and the back end comes out, and he started freaking out.
0: So it had four-wheel steer. Dude, we could parallel but two park person, anywhere, dude. There is a lot more that could go on with that car. Dude. A lot more content could be made with that car. Oh, yeah. Like, trying to, like, go around a track or something with it. Or I want to say like,
1: uh, one of the Boosted Boys or, like, um maybe Emilio. I don't know. Somebody offered to buy it or whatever, and they wanted to make it a burnout car.
0: Yeah, that sounds like... That would be an awesome dude. That would be car. sick. I'm surprised you didn't like lock out the <laughs> rear end. Just like
1: so, I did uh, bolt a D ring at the bottom, and obviously it's not like it's just like it was like a quick thing, so I can move it around without mm-hmm. anybody being around. And you ratchet strap the steering wheel down to the to the D ring in straight position, and I can drive it around or whatever and do what I needed. But I wouldn't do it like on the
0: road. I was thinking like. It's almost like a you would have to put a hyphen delete. <laughs> like yeah, a, yeah, something
1: like that. <laughs> That's what you it almost is like. <laughs> but the double steering thing made it so good.
0: Oh, for sure, that makes the parallel it awesome.
1: parking was amazing. And we actually, so when they gave us, well, the the people came up to give us a ticket. She actually took a picture and she called her supervisor. Supervisor said, "Just leave it alone." And then she drove off. Well, we were like, "Well, we need more content. Let's go drive it around downtown." So we drove it around. We found the lady. Who was gonna give us a ticket? And we're like, "Yeah, why didn't you give us a ticket?" And she goes, "Is that the car that was at Marina Jacks?" And I was like, "Is this? Have you ever seen a different, like, another one like this?" And she's like, "True." Well, my supervisor told us not not to touch it. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. And I was like, alright, cool.
0: And even like the silver makes it the most like low key oh, yeah. thing ever. Just
1: the most regular ordinary car exactly. ever. Exactly.
0: Because it could have been any other color if you were spraying it. Yeah. It was and the funny. silver just makes it so boring.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just a regular car with two front ends.
0: And um, I was even thinking about the meme of you is almost very viral of you with the porta potty oh, on the yeah. lift.
1: I don't know what so he Ross bought the porta potty for me to make it a driving porta a potty so we can drive it around uh this was we didn't have at that time we didn't have the idea of like flying it with a with a parachute or a parasail or whatever mm-hmm. but it got dropped off here in a huge box by freight company or whatever and i'm like dude, at least it was a new one th- yeah that's what i said dude i was like you have to buy a new one right and he's like oh where do you get one i said dude i don't care where it comes from but <laughs> we have to get a new one yeah and uh but it can't it showed up and i was i put it right there and i was like dude This is actually super funny that I have a brand new porta potty in my shop. And then um, for no reason, I just was like, I'm going to put it on the lift. And then I was like, yo, my friend Alex, I was like, Alex, take a picture of me doing this. So I grabbed the transfer case that I just took out of a Dodge or something, and I put it underneath it. And I was like, oh, working on a Dodge tonight. And I posted it, and I had no idea. No idea that it was going to go like.
0: I still see that pop up every now and then. I do. Now it's all grainy. All the photos are like grainy and
1: terrible. Yeah, it's been like compressed so much. Yep, I I do wish I got a little bit more credit for it. Like a lot of the stuff, I I do wish that I get a little more credit for. But at the same time, I do love being behind the scenes. Yeah. But that that one, so they like photoshopped out. Anything that had to do with my shop in here, or like the Danmar stuff, they would they would shop Photoshop Danmar and put whatever their Facebook All Wheel Drive Truck Memes or yeah. whatever on it, and then they would change it to working on F one fifty or working on a whatever, and then I don't know. I mean, it's the name of the game. I'm not mad about it. Anymore. No, I mean, it would that's just be how, cool to get a little <laughs> more credit. That's for. how memes
0: work, man. They, oh, just, yeah. they become the internets really I've, quickly.
1: I've made some. I've made some memes. I've made some stuff, man, <laughs> that a lot of people don't know about.
0: I know. I've, I've come over here and seen some crazy things in this shop. I mean, I saw a Ring of Fire once.
1: Oh, yeah. That was one we had Ronnie Mac jump through and Danny jump through naked on dirt bikes. That was fun. That was a um, – the ring was a – It was from a trampoline, Ten-foot trampoline. Right? <laughs> Ten-foot trampoline, ten trampoline. And I just had some square tube, made some legs, and then made it – welded everything except for two pieces so I could – Detach half of it, put it on my trailer, and tow it down to the property. Um, Did the golf cart on hydraulics. That's still here. Going to get a revision for some four-link so that we can make it do some crazy stuff. Because he breaks everything.
0: I mean, that's the name of content, unfortunately.
1: Oh, it's fine. It's funny. I mean, sometimes I build stuff for him to break. So I made the sidecar for his ruckus that looks like a penis. (laughs) And put a plastic wheel on it or no i put a, a wheelbarrow wheel on it from tractor supply because i knew that he would try to jump it or he would try to do something stupid which he did and it would either break the wheel or i could put a strong wheel on it and it would break the frame and then i would have to build a new one because he loved it so much so i was like I'm gonna, build, I'm gonna put a cheap wheel on here and sure enough he smoked a curb with it just blew the wheel out it was the funniest thing he ever seen yep. and he, that now it's his thing and then I think that was when uh, Bam Margera was with us, and he was driving it around here, just hitting shit.
0: Just crashing it Stuff. just because. I mean, I, I don't care. Okay. You, can, you can curse on here. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. Let me make sure that this thing's not going to die. Oh, we're good. She's charging. Science. Science. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about your... You basically make props. It makes me think of, like, um, like Mythbusters, where they're, like, talk about, like, oh, like, we make props for, you know, like, I grew up... I was making props for movies, yeah. and it's similar stuff, but YouTube is becoming, like, the next Hollywood where people are 100%. spending money. Like, people spend, like, legitimate amount of money for, like, one video.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to spend it to make it.
0: I you mean, do, and yeah. It's,
1: it goes like that with... Any business ever
0: for sure but like it took a long time to get to this point where like you know people see mr. Beast spending
1: yeah millions of dollars
0: on a video exactly and to make like Danny's a great example to make one item that gets used in maybe one video maybe two you know like he's done some crown fix where he's totaled them in one video Dude, like you that- just have to spend it for the content
1: it's good it's good content especially Danny's uh, Danny's like demographic and and his like fans and viewers, they love that. I mean, that's all. That's mm-hmm. why they subscribe for it. They like his his witty like wild crazy antics, and he's just gonna continue to do it, and he's just gonna continue raising the bar for that.
0: He he makes me want to um, leave Bradenton and go to a small town <laughs> <laughs> because seeing how loved he is and like how much of part of like a community he is by just like being. A a famous guy in a small town, dude. After the hurricane, I gained a massive amount of respect for him. Yeah, I mean, he did so much.
1: If you if you look at, um, look at Cletus's fan base, or you look at um, pretty much any fan base where there's an older demographic, Mm -hmm. maybe even yours, a lot of people don't like Danny. They just think that he's an arrogant, like. and don't get me wrong, he, he comes off as that and it's part of the facade, but he really is, like, the nicest person I've ever met.
0: No, my first experience with him, I was like, I was like man, this guy, like, we were at the Freedom 500, and I was like, man, this guy just yeah, doesn't, doesn't care. care what's going on. He was off, like, throwing Coke bo- bottles, doing his own thing yeah, in the corner.
1: And him and Ronnie were peeling um,
0: <laughs> banana Bana-
1: peels off. They threw the banana... And kept the peels so they can throw them during the race like yeah. Mario Kart. And it was f- hilarious. It, it was, was fun. It was great.
0: I just, that was my first experience with him. And then I realized, I was like, oh, he actually means extremely well. Yeah. And wants to help his community as much as possible.
1: He loves it. Dude. He, he I loves don't, Anglewood. Which is, just in general, like anybody in general, he loves helping anybody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, I feel like it's overwhelming because when you are so successful... And you have a fan base like that, there are so many people that just expect, like, these people to just give everything that they have to everybody. So, it's like, he can't help everybody. Yeah. And nobody can. But it's like, he does give a lot. He gives, like, tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars to Boys and Girls Club. Mm -hmm. like. He helps his community. He literally goes out and helps the community. Literally, like during the hurricane, he had people fly in. They were driving that Humvee yep. with tracks, giving out water. Literally, giving generators and gas and water out. Like they personally,
0: his town was legitimately the worst town. Oh yeah, like
1: I've I drove through it. The, the well, it was at night, so I went down there the next day. He was in LA because it was supposed to be up towards us, Sarasota-Bradenton, mm-hmm. and it wasn't supposed to be so bad down there. Well, it shifted overnight, and he immediately was like, "I can't, I can't even get a flight right now because they're not flying in." But I have a, I have a flight for the first flight that goes down there. So he came in and um, immediately, just on his way, like he was setting up stuff to where we're giving out everybody. So I went down there, checked on, um, well, my dad lives there. I checked on my dad, checked on his parents, uh, make sure that the shop and warehouse, the ice cream shop, like everything was good and just the destruction down there was insane. Like my truck was lifted 35s and there's spots where I wouldn't even go. So we got my side by side and we drove around down there and helped out, but it's, it was really yeah. bad down there.
0: Well, it gets worse too, because like, it's not exactly as like well-known or as wealthy of an area as like Sarasota. Right. Like, you know, Sarasota, like it has a lot of like, there's a lot of wealth. There's a lot of tax dollars. Like it could rebuild pretty quickly. Like, Right, it's that's not... kind of more of like the normal Florida. Sarasota, I don't really consider the normal Florida.
1: Sarasota is pretty, pretty hoity-toity. Yeah, it's a, word, it's a I guess. well-off. It's a well-off yeah. area, especially when you get out like towards Lakewood Ranch.
0: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Bradenton. So, I mean, but, like if you go to the coastline of like I, Sarasota, I, I, area.
1: yeah, that's. If you're on the water, if you live in Sarasota on the water,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you're not you're not struggling.
0: No. <laughs> the, those houses were empty like 2 weeks before, which tells you everybody has places oh, to yeah. go. But a lot of people in like the Fort Myers Anglewood area like you don't really have somewhere to go which right. makes the destruction worse
1: right well that and the sudden change which it always does i mean yeah every year we get a hurricane and every year they're like it's heading here and an hour before it actually hits it just abruptly turns and just smashes whatever's closest mm-hmm. i mean it did that and port charlotte and hurricane charlie or whatever that was when I was younger and it just annihilated it was supposed to hit Sarasota never hit Sarasota I don't know why
0: yeah and that was like a mega storm too that was was, bad that was one of the craziest things like I was I was trying to tell like my family to worry more and everybody's like ah it's fine I'm like no like guys you you actually have to be worried like you can't just say it's (laughs) fine because if it if it did swing our way like we would have been in a really bad situation
1: well I'm a super optimistic person so even if it if it was hundred percent coming to my house, I'm like, ah, we're gonna be we'll be fine. Like, every, you know, it'll work out.
0: Well, there's the people that don't do anything. They're like, oh, my lawn furniture is still out. Oh. Like the neighbors, like, oh, I got a pallet of bricks the other day that are sitting out here. <laughs> <laughs> like you go through like those new construction sites and you're oh, like, oh, wrecked. this is gonna be a bad deal. Yeah. Where they and they did a lot of those. Yeah, they don't do anything. Yeah. They don't, they don't clean up. They're just like, oh, we'll just let it fly around, call Man. insurance.
1: Yeah, I, w- I mean, I went down and helped people. Um, I helped this lady. Her pool cage actually, she has a brand new house, and her pool cage came up and s- just kept smashing the roof. So, uh, I mean, I, I could just help. So I yeah. went down there and helped and took her pool cage down, and then we went and gave out a bunch of water. It was it was sad. But it's cool that, going back to it, Danny is how involved he is with the community. Mm-hmm. It's funny it's funny when we go out and film actually, because there are people, um, if you're familiar with Danny's videos, there's Brenda's Lake. I know, you know it. Brenda's yeah. Lake. So that community, and I, I don't know if it's fifty five and older, but it's Papa Jim's community. And half of the people, or love us, let us do whatever. We can go jump naked in the in the pond or whatever. We, they well, don't care. His dad
0: owns the lake. So. Yeah, his dad owns.
1: Well, his dad owns the county, if so fact. Though his dad yeah, owns exactly. the lake, so the other half of the people immediately call the police. And the cool thing is, is the police always show up, and they're like, "Danny."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Five more minutes, man, and then you gotta get out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, like just finish your video. Like, <laughs> yeah, we
1: know, we understand, and those people are so mad. But then Danny, and there's no reason. You know what I mean? It's like we're not, we're not causing any trouble. We're not like, I mean, we put a jet ski in a little lake and did the. It's
0: the only oh, thing going know. on in Anglewood, is I mean, Danny Duncan and, and filming videos.
1: And we're not harming, we're not harming anything. And if something for, like something does get messed up, full on replace it repair it like no like don't even worry about it
0: like Mm -hmm.
1: you know and we won't we won't do anything like knowingly and like we don't set out to go and like be destructive but it happens
0: yeah i mean things you know you break a couple eggs filming a video it happens well if it's
1: personal it's fine
0: yeah but if we usually property (laughs) damage
1: is what usually everybody gets mad about so it's like we got uh we did the whitewater rafting where we took a kayak down it was like the front of some gated community, and they had a pretty fountain and stuff. And we took mm-hmm. the kayaks down the waterfall, and two people came out and they were mad and they called the police. And the other two people were like, "Hey, come on, Danny, like, let's, mm-hmm. let's just just go and don't don't egg those people on."
0: Well, when he bought that property and stopped that housing development, oh. I think immediately, like, people were like, the yep. rest of the county that maybe was on the fence was just like,
1: it was like 360 homes or something, maybe more than that was mm-hmm. going to be developed. So. People are like, we don't want. I mean, it's kind of the same as the track situation yep. with the Freedom Factory like,
0: on a smaller scale.
1: Why, right? Why, why are they building 300, 365 houses like on top of each other when we don't have the infrastructure to like? We have one pub. There's one Publix there. <laughs> with and now him, he like, has the. <laughs> yeah, he owns the whole hundred acres, and we just blow stuff up and yep. catch fire on everything.
0: I love that. So, we'll, we'll let we'll let Danny be for a little bit let's talk about <laughs> drifting a little bit more how do you how do you get how do you stop drifting becoming a money sport like what rules could be put in because that's the same with drag racing we talk about rules how do you stop people from just outspending the class i don't think it, i don't think it's possible can you do tires can you do well engine they did that in rules? FD, but it's like a transmission where where can you mm. weight? maybe like how heavy the car has to be they already do that in fd but, like, for maybe, like, it, it'd be so unenforceable, I guess, in well, entry level. Well, the problem is,
1: is I don't, is everybody wants to go out and be, have the baddest car. Like, mm-hmm. and, and it's not just drifting, it's just motorsports in general. Everybody wants the, actually, this brings up another point, clout. All these kids are building cars for clout. Instead of just building them to drive, that's what I build my cars for. Well, once you get to like a level (laughs) that we have, we're already you know the clout's already there. So these kids want like thousand horsepower cars, you know Mm -hmm. the wild stuff. They want stickers all over their cars. They want yeah, if it doesn't make a thousand
0: horsepower on the dyno, right? Then like what's the point? It's boring. Yeah, it's. I
1: mean, honestly, it has gotten to that. Yeah, but it's like everybody wants the clout, so they're going to continue to just put money on their cars, and the more money you have. I mean, then you're gonna put in your car. I mean, if you had if you had ten million dollars in your bank account, you probably your Camaro would be like totally unrecognizable compared to right now. For probably. sure. Yeah.
0: But I just wonder how they can keep it competitive because you want it for everyone, not just the guys that can spend a bunch. And how do you? It's like so. Tomorrow, I wanted to start a drift series, but I wanted to get like you know, three classes, as many people as I could. How do you make three classes? I mean... Do you do, like... Just
1: the way FD did it.
0: A qualifying sheet and, like, how, like, you do, like, your qualifying, and then they put, you know, 32 cars, and then they split it, top 16, bottom 16, like...
1: I mean, that's kind of how they do it. That's how how they do it in drag racing.
0: That's how they do it for us. Okay. So, like, you know, the judges judge your qualifying... you would have to do judges.
1: Yeah. Which... Drifting is like skateboarding. Don't if...
0: even get me started on judge sports. I, yeah. I compare it to finger, finger skating. Are you
1: figure skating too? <laughs> I, com- I compare it to like BMX or skateboarding because that's yeah. where the majority of drifters in like my class, like this, that's yep. where we came from is either BMX or skateboarding. Some sort of a judged extreme sport.
0: I don't do good with judged sports because I always tell people I'm not charismatic enough for that. I'm not likable enough for, to be good in judge sports. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I You know, sometimes they're questionable whether they're a popularity contest in some.
1: I, don't, I, can't, I can't talk from that.
0: <laughs> we You could say FD or Pro-Am. FD's judging is. Judging's always going to have it's people be, push back.
1: Right. There's going to be hit or miss, but it's for the most part on par. And a lot of people just don't see that because there's some sort of a bias, there's some mm-hmm. sort of whatever, but 90% of the time the judging is, is, is exactly what it needs to be. Um, I wish that they did things like um, focus more on style. They used to do that. There's a lot of people that are Really excellent drivers. Forrest Wang, probably one of my hands-down favorite FD Pro drivers, because mm-hmm. of his—he st- has so much style. Like these dudes are out here running, like the craziest racing, lightest racing wheels, and like their cars are like full-on, almost like NASCAR. St- uh, and when like, you say
0: style, do you mean style of the driving? Of driving. Of driving.
1: Like, dudes are throwing huge angle and like just just the style. Like he's out here on. 18 by 12 inch wide, super deep, like heavy chrome wheels. Mm -hmm. And it looks really cool. It's the whole style of what drifting used to be in Japan where the, the wheels were deep and like the body kits were super aggressive and it was low and it was really cool and stylish. I love, don't get me wrong. I do love the race car stuff. I love like piloting a thousand horse, 800,000 horsepower car around a track and just like being able just being fast like if everybody's like oh well you know if anybody had a thousand horsepower on wise fab then i could i could drift too they could drift too but that's not the case dude if you've never actually driven a thousand horsepower yeah grip up race car down a track and then try to keep it in drift and hit all these points and like be on somebody's door it is not easy.
0: Wide open throttle with Dude, complete chaos.
1: It is not easy at all.
0: It's, it's chaos. There's cells, oh, yeah. there's smells, there's things that you're seeing that are going so quick. Yep. There's the sounds to it that.
1: Eventually it slows down. In, of like course. In here, yeah. Yeah. You just get used to whatever. And, and drifting is all about, I mean, motorsports in general is all about mm-hmm. seat time. But I mean, the style, I, I'd love to see more 300 horsepower. 400 horsepower 350z's or everybody hates 350z's they sound obnoxious whatever but they're so fun to see five really good drivers in 300 Mm -hmm. 400 horsepower cars that have a bunch of seat time and they're just on each other's door and there's so much style and flair to it it's like it's really it's just different
0: like the train contests are always pretty interesting so fun
1: Yeah, yeah like i mean if you if you don't think that like a car sideways drifting around a track, and there's another car literally mere mirror- inches away from him mirroring everything, backing off, giving him space to transition, and then getting right back up isn't, like, the coolest thing in the world, then I feel like you're just not an actual car person.
0: So maybe that would help a little bit is, like, you know, say, say instead of doing contests between two people, they do it, like, you know, two people actually together that are friends, and they judge, like, pairs. They've done that. Because that sounds like it'd be really cool. Because then that's almost like you can have like a thing together. Yeah, like,
1: that's uh, Taylor, Ray, and Ben used to do stuff like that. They were like usually the guys. That always one. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what they call it now. I'm
0: having a. Because that's actually very similar to figure skating. Yeah, at that point. I mean, technically, when it's yeah. Two people dancing. Like, on ice. <laughs> showing what they can do. Like, yeah. It's almost like this is ours versus this is theirs, and they who did that did a it? lot
1: at CFRC. And then they started to do that some at OSW, too, but...
0: Especially it, if you don't trust a random tandem driver.
1: That's my problem.
0: That gets you away from having to tandem with somebody random, but you still get to drive your car.
1: I like to... I'm very particular about who I drive with. So the last time I was at Showtime, um, I, I mean, I'm in my race car. I don't, I don't like to bring any other car because I built this race car and it's the most fun thing in the world to drive. So, I have this car, and then this other kid with a red 350Z probably made 250, 280 horsepower, 300 horsepower. And he's like, dude, I really, let's stand on the All night he was bothering me. I was like, all right, fine. And then he goes, um, I said, I'll lead, you know? And he's like, yeah, but you're going to run away from me. And I was like, well, I'll try to, like, you know, take the wide line <laughs> so you can point. suck up to it. Like, <laughs> So I did. I dude I left this kid. So I was like, all right. So he's like, I'm going to follow you. i want to follow you. And I'm gonna, he goes, I goes not want you to follow me. And I was like, man, I haven't seen this kid run one solid lap all day. But I am also the person who wants to see everybody excel and you only, you only get to excel when you're in the situation and you're getting seat time. So I was like, all right, I'll follow you. I'll give you a little bit of space. Sure enough, we go on the bank, I gave him a little bit of space, he did that fine, so I sucked up to him, I was on in the infield, and then I saw him do something weird on transition into the next bank, and I knew that he was going to straighten, so I let off, and he straightened and just went straight into the wall, and I had just enough time to react to where like my back bumper just almost just grazed the back of his car in the wall. Mm-hmm. And I, I got out of it clean. Yeah. But it's like...
0: If you haven't been drifting for 10 years... If
1: I didn't know what to look for, I would have been in the wall with him. Or yeah. if I was just following his line like most people do. Like, you follow people' line, people's lines. It's the point. But you also need to be... It's kind of like traffic where you're not only paying attention to the person in front of you, but you're also kind of paying attention to what's up ahead. Mm-hmm.
0: So You're trying to predict the person.
1: Right. But it wasn't the case for um, the first time... I put my car on the wall, at OSW, my power steering, it's electric power steering, it failed on the bank. And with electric power steering, it's like impossible to turn once it's off. And I'm in drift, my back bumper is like on the wall, and I panicked because I couldn't turn my steering wheel. I should have floored it and maybe spun, I don't know, but too late now. I ended up shoving the front of the car on the wall and totaling the car. So. I got another chassis, put everything together on it, just got it wrapped, you know, ready to go. Cletus is like, we're having our drift event at tonight. So I go out there and I drive with this kid who I've driven with before a lot, like CFRC, like throughout the years. He's a good driver.
0: Yeah, another veteran at that point. I mean, right. if, if you've been driving for that long. You... And
1: we, it was four people and we all gave each other a bunch of space because I know how like, aggressive and, like, crazy that the banks are at the Freedom Factory. I gave this kid a bunch of space. He, I, yes, he was having car problems. I don't know. He came out of drift, went up on the bank, and I let off to go down and give him plenty of space. So when you are in a train or somebody's behind you and you do something weird and you're going to either spin or, like, you lose drift, get out of the way. Because you got mm-hmm. a
0: whole train of people coming. Yeah, you know where they're coming to. Right,
1: and you know they're they're, you know they're behind
0: you. Yeah, you know the route that they're taking. He goes
1: up, and then I let off, and I go sink down a little bit on the bank. And then he tries to reinitiate in front of me. And all I could do was just floor it and spin the car so that I didn't hit the front. And I spun the back, and it smashed the back of my car into the side of his car. And it caved in. I mean, luckily, tube rear and all that stuff, you just cut yeah. off and redo. So he
0: didn't commit to... Decommitting he, he didn't commit to being done with the yeah with he,
3: the yeah
1: drift. I, it was I mean I hate to say it like this, but like rookie mistake, yeah. you know, but and it happens it's kind of I've just been burned a lot, so it's like I'm particular on who i am driving with,
0: yeah, have you competed at all like with i did that? Like, I did
1: some three palms stuff, which was uh Punta gordas, and it was a nightmare, and um it was a remember when I was like there's like a lot of sketchy promoters and stuff? Mm-hmm. That was like that. So it was like a formula drift pro am, you can get your license. There was good payouts. Uh, Pat Gooden and Jeremy Lowe and somebody else was judging, like it was it Sounded was a legit. good it was a good yep. yeah, and those guys know what they're judging and stuff, so I was like, Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah. And um I placed fifth or whatever in the first one and then the second one I hear all these stories and I was like, I'm not doing the rest. I'm like, it's no point. Like, even if I were to get my FD license, I'm not going to drive FD. I'm not spending that kind of money, I, especially because they did the pro am. Um, I don't know. Maybe you got, you finished the season or the pro am, and then you got like three months to prep for FD. There's not enough. So I stopped, and then sure enough, that place was shut down pretty soon.
0: Yeah, FD is weird because like it, it it is a full time job, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be a full-time job, but, like, it's just...
1: it's like being a YouTuber, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's It's a full-time job. It's the weirdest job ever. And there's not money in it like there is in NASCAR. Right. I mean... It doesn't put the seats... It doesn't... Like get as much seats and views as it needs to to pay drivers enough to make it their career right unfortunately
1: it's like i said before it's a
0: a lot of drivers it's marketing
1: it's a marketing yeah. event is what it is
0: I would love to see it it's great huge, and you know i mean even their live streams
1: the live streams do good
0: yeah for the most part but you know we're not talking oh a hundred thousand two hundred thousand no. viewers.
1: No, I don't don't think it's that much. I want to say maybe like ten. I would just like to see
0: all motorsports grow, and if you know, if somebody could figure out a way to help it grow, would be awesome.
1: I'm all for it, and I've always been the guy. Like, I sold my 350Z recently, that party car that I kind of kept a secret. With the blower, dude. I, I kind of regret it because I love the car, but I have blower. Was that from? Uh, That was a. buick 3800 m90 supercharger so
0: buick with like some two and a half inch plate of metal
1: it was a it was a box so i, I took the lower intake from the 350z and built a box on top and then the top part of it was probably a half inch thick so i can thread holes in it and then i could bolt the blower on top and then i just i made the pulley i made a pulley for it so that i can route the belt
0: and it worked it looked ridiculous dude.
1: it was that was the point the belt
0: had like a foot where it was not even on attention or yeah, anything there's
1: there's was, was, <laughs> i didn't think it was honestly going to work that good and um i brought it to uh martin at rs enthalpy mm-hmm. and he's like the vq guy he's the one that puts all the pop tunes and stuff on everything yep. and i was like hey dude I put a supercharger on this thing and I want it to be super safe because I'm going to beat the crap out of this thing, but I want 350 horsepower. He goes, you're not going to get more than 300. The Stilling supercharger kits never make more than 300. I said, this isn't a Stilling supercharger kit. And he like peeks his head outside and he goes, what the hell is that? I said, that's the Mike Massey supercharger kit. And he goes, what is it? And I said, go look at it. And he like opened the hood and he's like, what is this and why is this? And we put it on the dyno and the first pass made 310 on 10 pounds it literally would make 10 pounds just free revving
0: so it's not um, junk buick yeah i paid hundred dollars for the
1: supercharger um i powder coated it wrinkle black polished the like the the sandwich the piece in the middle and then a rebuild kit was 120 bucks 40 dollars in fluid so it's like for and then i got maybe 60 or 80 in metal for an aluminum Mm -hmm. and then um i probably have five hundred dollars in that what is it
0: eight grand for a supercharger kit yeah it's like
1: five grand starting that's before tuning and stuff like that so i probably have um yeah i bought gtr injectors for 260 bucks um, and then uh, I had a fuel pump like in my toolbox, yeah. You or something. drop
0: in like a Walbro yeah. or something, yeah, yeah, you perfectly know, fine. And it doesn't that, take much, those Chinese Walbro 450s <laughs> are pretty good too. I, mean, I don't know about all that, but I've seen them do pretty good, yeah. <laughs> them cheap, like the fake Walbro 450s, I've seen them, I've seen them. I just
1: am too weird about them. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I've never used one because everything I build is usually it's not enough, pump, uh, anyways, where you need like an inline, like something like 700 gotcha. type of thing, like a.
1: I just use like a big giant fuel pump on my race car. So I want it to be super loud. I want it to turn on and it's like that and my power steering pump and it's just mm-hmm. like, Bray!
0: but that's yeah. race car stuff. There's always that joke. If you hear the guy's fuel pump yeah. the, at, at the line next to you, you're probably going to get gapped.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, I built that car because that goes back to, I want to see more three, 400 horsepower cars. Mm-hmm. They can do anything that the thousand horsepower cars can do. Yeah. So I put wise fab on it because, again, I'm a big style nerd. I like to go as fast as I can to the first turn and just throw it in as hard as I can with as much angle as possible. And, like, I want people to think that, oh, my God, he's going to spin out. Oh, my God, what is this kid doing? And then, like, I pull out of it and do some weird, crazy stuff, and people are like.
0: Yeah, that's what I think every time I watch um, a video of what's named James Dean. Yeah. Every yeah, time that. I see him where his car is like actually like reverse.
1: Yeah, guys like guys backwards a hell of a driver. drifting. Yeah, back entry. Back, uh, backwards entry.
0: <laughs> yes. Every time I see it's that, my I'm favorite like, thing. like, Oh my God, like what's gonna happen? And he somehow makes it work every time. Dude, those
1: guys are like machines, man. When you have like thousands of hours of seat time like mm-hmm. that and a car that's like just dialed,
0: it's the same when, um, like NASCAR, they put those guys in simulators, they're like, Okay, it's off-season. You're going to sit in the simulator for 40 hours a week. Yeah. Like, 40, yeah. 80, 100 hours a week. Like, have fun. So, Man. like, when I watched... Um, when I watched... Uh, what's his name? NASCAR driver driving a drift car. I was like, he clearly has a lot of seat time in a car.
1: Have you ever... You've seen a NASCAR driver drive a drift car?
0: Yeah.
1: Who? Um, Alex Bowman? Yes, Bowman. Okay, Bowman. I was like... I, right, his name Bowman. was just
0: escaping me there. <laughs> okay, Bowman's a good... But you can just tell he's a driver. Right. When he's in the... Those
1: guys know... You know what I mean? They, like he's they just, know just know their way around a car.
0: Yeah. So. He's used to like 200 miles an hour. Right. For like sustained periods of time.
1: Man. I don't know how those guys do it, man. I can't even drive to Tampa without being ob- just obnoxious. He's like, used to just like... Yeah. Doing this. I hate driving, dude. Honestly. that That's a whole other thing, but I... So that's why you couldn't do
0: FD. That's why you couldn't do FD, because you wouldn't want to trailer to California. I would have to
1: pay somebody to take my car there, and I would have to fly there.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, if it's... I, I won't even drive to North Florida.
0: Because they trailer to like, Oregon.
1: If I if I go somewhere, I'm really bougie. Like, if <laughs> so I... have a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. If I have to, like, go to Georgia, I'm flying. If I, like... The Keys is, like, the farthest I drive.
0: hmm
1: And usually... The car drives. <clears throat>
0: yeah, you let the car drive for you. So, two J versus LS for drifting. Oh,
1: JZ, hundred percent. But um, I've done enough. Like, I, I don't know. I have. I've never driven like a high-strung actual LS drift car. Mm-hmm. I've driven your car. I've driven a couple of other V8 cars, but like not anything like the pro cars. Like, I want a eight hundred thousand horsepower fast revving, like, high compression, like, monster V8. I want to feel that instant torque where you don't even, like, need clutch. I mean, not like I use clutch on my car too much, unless I'm slowing down, like, really slow, and I have to shift. But I want to, like, drive a car where if I come off the bank, just say the Freedom Factory, come off the bank and you go into that next turn. Instead of just putting it in second, I just leave it in third and I just am off of all the pedals, not touching anything. And then I just give it a little bit of gas and it just comes right back to life.
0: Yeah, that's what's nice about the 2J, especially once like the, the... big guys put nitrous on it. Like, once you throw nitrous on a 2J, that turbo lights immediately. Oh, yeah.
1: That's V8 stuff. V8 yeah. response. The response is what I'm after. Good, Like, good response on a turbo car is, like... Mm -hmm. the the key to success for drifting well
0: that's why like taylor's car when i saw him specking out the turbo and stuff for it i was like oh that thing's gonna light oh yeah instantly it's gonna feel like an na car with just a lot of power
1: yeah and he's been driving that miata forever so it's like going to a turbo v8 dude
0: that fits a a 315 in the back
1: (sighs) that car is insane
0: and corvettes are built like people were like oh my gosh corvettes make good drift cars and i was like yeah like they're built for drip for grip yeah, like their chassis is designed to grip.
1: They have like a like four degrees of angle stock though, so you have yeah. to, almost have to put an angle kit on there. Yep. Um,
0: but the to, rear the rear geometry oh, is so designed to perfect. plant itself so well. I would well.
1: venture to say probably better than a three fifty Z. Three fifty Z, I think, out of the box. If you mm-hmm. were just to start drifting, you get a three fifty Z. Yeah. Like hands down, you just put coilovers on it, weld the diff, and. My thing is if you're starting to like I tell everybody this if you're starting drifting and you go get a car weld the diff coil overs a seat and a steering wheel and a comfortable shift knob. You wanna be you wanna be like in your car, not moving around, a good tight bucket seat, strapped in tight, a good steering wheel that's not like slippery when you're like sweating and stuff. And you want to be able to focus on driving, not, like, slopping around in yeah. your seat or something. Yeah, with the seat,
0: s- you wouldn't realize how important that is. It's
1: so important. Getting and tossed alignment. out
0: of your seat sucks.
1: Dude, and it's not just, yeah.
0: Like, getting, like, thrown <laughs> yeah. around in your seat just sucks.
1: I have seen people, like, end up in their passenger seat before. But um, on alignment, too, dude, on alignment, people, with kids these days, <laughs> kids these days don't understand the importance of how good, like, a good alignment is. If you go out there, your toe's, like, messed up, like, in the front and the rear. You got a bunch of camber in the front, like, way mm-hmm. too much and in the rear. You have no grip. Like, it's just boring. But if you put a good, like, solid alignment, like, ask around. If you don't know, like, ask around. But a good alignment. Get They'll, it.
0: Get it aligned at a shop, yeah, and then you stocks, can tweak it yourself.
1: Right. Even factory specs are better than yeah. What most of these kids they but just
0: get it to factory specs and then that. tweak it. Because don't start tweaking it if you have no idea where. Right. Your and also leave it, specs it alone. Are. Yeah. I mean, so so get once you get good at it, don't like if you like a spot, yeah. leave
1: it, and then focus on your driving. And when you figure, when you find out that you don't think you're improving anymore then maybe start making a couple more tweaks to the car
0: it's hard because you got to take the variables out and usually the biggest variable is between the the seat and the steering wheel (laughs) but if you can take out all the other variables that was one thing that took me a while with drag racing is i had to i had to convince myself that the car was going to do its same thing stop worrying about it and start worrying about what you have to do yeah because it's hard when you have a car that you're worried about, oh, is it going to sling the belt? Is it going to break? Is it going to break the axle? I like,
1: think you still need some setup.
0: Oh, my car. car for sure. But my drag car, I mean.
1: Are you done drifting?
0: Um, I would like to part one of my cars out. I have two 240s right now. I know.
1: You only know have like a 14 with a VQ.
0: Yeah. And a CD09. Weird. <laughs> and it doesn't have any gauges or anything really. I'm probably going to trade it for something, but I still have the other car, but I don't know. I think, I don't think I want to drift that 240. I'd rather sell it. And if I want to drift, get a Z. But like we talk about, drifting is very difficult to go do. Yeah. Like when I have free time, I'd rather go drag racing. And then having a car to go drifting is a, is a different, is like a. Like there's not as much. Like if there was a Thursday night drift test and tune weekly, It kind of used to be. I I wish would it was build still a car like right now.
1: You can take your dra- your drift car on the drag strip. I've done it before.
0: I, I it's did not it with, good. I but... did it with my 240. Did you? The are... first time I tried to, it broke both axles. Oh
1: no! You launched it. Yeah. I brought my car out there. I'm like, dude, 1,000 horsepower, Jay-Z, dude. Like, I'm going to run eights. Wheel hump And, like, everybody's like, oh, we're not going to do nothing because it's not set up for grip. So then that goes back to the whole yeah, set up for grip.
0: It's got good tires set up for grip.
1: But I was like, dude, I'm going to break axles 100%. Mm-hmm. Diff's going to blow up. Like, this this is not, because I'm out there on, like, um, like, Velinos, which are, like, super sticky tires. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, 200 tread wear. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to, like, start out in second. And I ran, like, a and I was like dude there's no way and it's funny because I don't have windows and I asked I called the track and I was like hey is it cool if I bring my drift car out there and try to run it down the drag strip just for like I'm just trying to test some stuff because I was having like breaking up issues um and I they were like yeah just you know if you don't have windows just make sure I said I have um I have arm restraints like I have a fire suit and they're like bring your fire suit bring your arm restraints blah 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 and I was like cool so i Get everything, I get up there, and I go to do a burnout. and I'm just burning out for like an hour. And they're like yelling at me. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, is, I know how to do All this. The smoke, yeah, yeah this smoky. is great. They're like, Stop, stop, stop. And I was like, Oh, I, I sorry, guys, it's been a while. So then I like staged it. And then um, the dude was like, Wait a second, roll your windows up. And I was like, I don't have windows. And he's like, You can't run. And I said, I dude, I, I'm like, I'm like in here, dude, like, I can't. Yeah. Like, they let Cletus go down the thing and with Leroy? Like, what? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. So he, like, I staged again, and then I, like, went left in second, and it just goes, and then it just lit, and it just started getting down the track, but it was, like, my 60-foot time was probably, like, eight seconds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the trouble. I saw Taylor do the same thing. Like, Adam LZ did, like, an open house way back, and Taylor Ray brought his Miata out there and broke the diff on the oh, line. Oh yeah, I what, think Vaughn did that too. It wheel hops is also a problem. Yeah. cars try to wheel hop when they when they grip up, they chatter the tires, and yeah, there's too much grip on. It's a hard tire, so it has no give.
1: We're trying to create so much grip in our cars for regular asphalt, which you don't have to do when you have that much glue. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, it's it's literally just taking two pieces of rubber and just doing this yeah it, so
0: so um when in your experience of drifting when was or has been the best time to do it or get into it is that as soon as possible man but like is that like did you notice a year where it was seemed better to get into it than currently are you trying to ask me like when was the best era of drifting that in yeah when was the like when was like oh this is like obviously you're not in it now so was it the
1: 2012 was probably 2012 to 2014 was probably the best time dude the vibe of everything was so cool everybody was just there to have a good time there was no internet clout there was no Mm -hmm. um there was no thousand i mean there was thousand horsepower cars but it was like at that time you were like dude that is sick
0: and that it's not was, a reliable thousand horsepower car. I mean, ish. D- so like Daigo Saito,
1: who uh, is a monster driver in Japan, he come over here with his thousand. He was like the first one with like a twelve hundred horsepower two J, mm-hmm. um, and a SC four thirty, huge wing. I mean, like this thing was probably like a. Ni- they actually made a rule because his wing was too wide, and his input, pl- his uh, plates on the end were like this. So like he had this wing that stuck out like three feet off the side of the mm-hmm. car and like the touched the ground.
0: Looks like, like he was uh, going it was, Pike's Peak.
1: Yeah, it looks like a Pike's Peak car, but they actually made a rule because of him because then Chelsea started following in his footsteps because they figured if you're going so fast and you throw your car sideways and that big giant end plate will act as like a, like a, like a parachute almost and keep you from over-rotating if you're like,
0: oh, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. it kind of helps yeah kind of it's like a broad side of a barn <laughs> and you don't think about it
1: but like when you start getting into the science of cars like they do it helps mm-hmm. so they made the like wing rules and stuff but this guy had 1200 horsepower and he was a hell of a driver man he put everybody to shame like immediately he was a nobody saw it coming like mm-hmm. he just won the championship i mean he was everything so th- that was i feel like once that happened everybody was like we need 1300 horsepower Mm -hmm. we need the craziest everything and then it started to become like just who has the most money and
0: i think yeah i mean thousand horsepower a lot of engines is a lot like a thousand horsepower rb is a lot a thousand horsepower sr is a like a A thousand horsepower horsepower, 2j is like okay you know you 200 200 horsepower rb is a lot yeah rbs are <laughs> but even like um, the VQ, because they have a lot of GTR, they're similar to the GTR. There's a lot of good parts that cross over. You the, can make good power on them. I'm not a
1: huge fan of the VQ.
0: They're not great, but you can make power on them, and they're 350
1: is like their max stock. They and got like, it's like
0: not worth decent it. displacement.
1: Yeah, it's not really worth building them either because for the money that you can build one, you can buy a Jay Z and.
0: Or LS swap your car, or even yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: I, I'm not like a huge engine nerd about like, you know, what engines and what. But like your TJ and a Camaro, people are like, oh, it's blasphemous. Or when people like LS swap a RX-7 or something, like people are like, that's crazy. That's you guys are so dumb.
0: That's the only one that I think bothers it's kind of me. Funny. That's the only really? one that bothers me. Is any when you take out a rotary from a car, that one hurts me. I Have don't you mind ever anything a rotary else. Car? Yes. I've done burnouts in one. What, in the Mystery the, Machine? The Mystery
1: Machine? <laughs> yeah, I mean...
0: I've ridden in a lot, too.
1: That That's a good setup. In I've,
0: I've right? ridden in, and I've been around a lot of rotary cars, and they're just... They're different. They're awesome.
1: Rotary cars are different.
0: They're, they're <laughs> awesome. I love yeah. rotaries. I think it's they're like really two, cool. It's two-stroke, you
1: know? Yeah, like oh, it's, yeah, exactly. So it's like it's like if you're um that's how when i was like really into like doing stuff yeah <laughs> i was like i have a cr 125 and i have a kx 450 the kx 450 is like a v8 drift car and then the the cr 125 was like a rotary drift car
0: exactly and there's something so visceral about oh, yeah. that
1: i loved i can't i can't believe i got rid of my t-stroke
0: like um hearing the rotary cars drifting is really awesome to hear dude they they always create a show but they don't really have as much smoke usually they just have know. a lot of tire spin.
1: You know Jeremy, is that right, Jeremy Lowe? Yeah. And then Dan Chilton is my friend. Um, they were like the original like rotary guys in drifting here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I put so Dan has been out of the scene for a long time. He just got really busy with work. Like his company just blew up, and um, just recently, maybe like six months ago or something, he went um, he blew his engine up on in 2014 at DeSoto it was DeSoto then and just it, it sat it, the car rotted so and it was a it, you know it's almost legendary like the local drift community what Jeremy what it? Uh, it? was a white RX-7 white RX-7 so it's a F, FC mm-hmm. um, like an 88 or something like that yeah Jeremy Lowe Lowe's Automotive they built the engine and it was, it was like four or five years ago it was ready to go and he just paid for it and it just sat over there Every once in a while, Jeremy would spin it over, put some oil in it and whatever, and um, they went on vacation, and I actually went over there and picked the engine up, and I s- broke into his shop, stole his car, brought it here, put the engine in it, and got it running and driving and kind of like put a BS street tune in it just so I can yeah, do burnout cool. stuff, and I brought it back to his shop, and when they first pulled up after they got back from vacation, like they were going to stop at the shop real quick before they got home. And I started it as he was walking up, and he's, like, freaking out. And, like, ever since then, dude, he's just been doing burnouts and stuff, so I think we're going to yep. do a private day in the mm. next month or so. But that car, that car, and him and Jeremy were, like, inspirations to me to drive.
0: It's amazing, like, the little, like, obviously that's a big job for you, but, like, a little kick in the butt like that. Oh, yeah. To somebody, like, kid goes so far. I tell people that all the time when they bite off big projects. Yeah. I'm like oh you're going to like potentially lose interest in it like like a big project is hard to not lose interest in sometimes.
1: It just depends on how like how much time you lay out for it like if it if it's something that's going to take months and months and months and money and money and money yeah you're going to lose interest. You're
0: going to yeah I've seen so many cars just disappear. I almost did that with my that. with my
1: 240 uh 2014 is when i was like all right guys i'll be back like next mm-hmm. year i'm not i'm gonna take a year off i'm gonna build this car like everything's gonna be right and it ended up being almost five years but it was cool because the drifting community is so tight and like and i mean like the real drift for drifting community there is like the whole drifting community but then there's like the florida guys yeah when i came back it was like a huge welcoming thing like they were like uh, I think it was Black Friday Drift, which was a three-day event at LSW. Oh, yeah, OSW. those are wild ones. And they were like, Pat, Pat Gooden, and then the guy who puts it on is Tommy Roche. He's like, dude, we're not going to charge you to come. Like, you just show up, and we'll let you drive. And I was like, dude. And, like, my mom had just passed away, like, not too long before that. So I was, like, in a pretty dark place. So they encouraged me to, like, get out there and drive. And I was like, all right, I'll show up. I'll show up. So, like, in my, like, bougie, like, mike massey fashion we like rented this crazy rv and like it was funny because it was like it was like 42 feet or something and then i had like a 28 foot enclosed trailer mm-hmm. with my car and stuff so we're pulling like 75 feet of whatever dude with yeah, down like, down
0: i4 way over the li- oh just like gosh, five yeah. feet over the legal limit it there. was so
1: crazy but i showed up there and i drove and it felt so good so i like i said i almost didn't
0: yeah for a while well how many cars do you see like everything brand new for sale first fire up like i see that all the time in both communities like cars I like i think
1: the market is kind of doing that too though because you can get so much for a 240 right now people are like mm-hmm. well my car is like pretty much done but i can get fifty thousand dollars for it mm-hmm. i mean they
0: especially right should, now but where there's yeah. parts shortages
1: right so like, now people are getting like hey 20, it took me eight months to wait for this motor you yeah. can get it
0: right now like and like you get $20,000 kind of
1: for a car that doesn't even work?
0: hmm They You're just like, canceled a drag race event that was supposed to happen in two weeks because so many people are waiting on parts. They canceled the event. They canceled the event. event? They canceled the event.
1: That doesn't sound fair for the people that aren't waiting for parts.
0: That's there's a lot of people that said that. But there were so many people that participation would have been down. And it's a point series. True. So it was. it's, it's a tough thing, but that is what i think is one of the first of many to have problems with part shortages like that
1: i can see that though because back in the day i would do a drift event and it would be like all right i'm going to go to this drift event on saturday and then i know like a month in advance and then friday night i'd be like all right well now i gotta swap the engine so that i can go to the drift event tomorrow or like i gotta better order my tires now yeah i better I better mount my 20 tires. It's, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I got to get up at 6 in the morning and leave to make it to the drift event.
0: Yeah. Load the up the car. procrastination.
1: The... Yeah. I've loaded up my car,
0: like, in the rain at night. I'm like, I'm such an idiot.
1: <laughs> but now I'm, like, a grown-up, and, like, my priorities changed, and, like, I'm I'm ready to go to, like, an event now. Like,
0: the event isn't even scheduled and you're already Yeah,
1: prepared. I'm literally, yeah. it's literally not even scheduled for the mm-hmm. private day that we're going to do. It. And I'm, all you got to do is put it on the trailer and go. I got tires mounted, like, yeah. the oil's changed, like, everything. It's crazy what happens when you grow up.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> the, uh, the last minute, it's a little fun, though. So it's, it's, it's the, the stress is, I like, know, almost man. part of the, it's almost like... part of the growing pains of being a, of being a racer. Of any kind, dude. It, motor
1: sports is stressful.
0: <laughs> it definitely is, and there's so much drama and craziness in the in it, and there's so many reasons not to do it. Yet we all still do it. <laughs> I was thinking dude, about it the other day. It's toxic. I was thinking about it the other day on my drive home. I had the car in the back, and I was like, man, there are so many reasons not to drag race. And here I am, yeah. still. My dumbass is still going out and doing it. Yeah, it's just
1: a, a toxic relationship all the way around.
0: <laughs> it really is. Oh man, you spend ten grand for a weekend to go try to win five grand or twenty five hundred bucks. You, why are
1: we talking about this? <laughs> God, I'm getting anxiety thinking about all the money that I just spent for no reason.
0: It's grassroots, but the, it's so uh,
1: when uh, before I owned my own business and I worked for an independent shop, my. The owner of the company um, was uh, always—I don't know why you're—he was—he's very like conservative guy, like um, very—he's good with his money and stuff like that. He was like, I don't know why you spend all your money on racing. All you do is spend spend all your profits on racing, and then what? Then you struggle to get by until what your next paycheck or something. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I mean, I mean, what else am I supposed to do? I don't know anything else. He's like. You know, save up your money and then, you know, once you're financially wealthy or whatever, then, you know, start racing and stuff and I'm like, I won't I won't care then.
0: What fun is that?
1: Yeah. Where's the Where's the adventure?
0: Yeah. What, then I show up and I'm wealthy and everybody doesn't like me because I'm the wealthy guy that showed up? Yeah,
1: now I'm the guy with a 1,000 horsepower car?
0: Yeah. With all the stickers on it? you got to meet the people when you're poor and have no money like everybody. Yeah, the come up story. And then you grow with them. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be the guy that shows up there rich. It's
1: kind of what happened with Adam at first. When Adam was just doing BMX videos and he was making money on YouTube. Not a lot, but he was making mm -hmm. money on YouTube. Big famous YouTuber gets into drifting, and everybody was mad
0: about it. He didn't want to compete for the longest time, too.
1: So it goes back to, like, BMX. Like, a lot of us were BMX. A lot of us were skateboarders. We just naturally would like the adrenaline, and he was good at it. So people were like, oh, you just give him a shot at FD, and anybody can be an FD driver if you're you're a YouTuber or whatever. And they're like, no, he competed and got his pro license, Mm -hmm. like, and they're like, no, you guys gave him like this and that. People were mad. People were mad that he was in drifting. And I was like, you guys are stupid. It's literally bringing so much light to this. Like, And that kind of goes back to what you were saying with growing. I feel like a lot of the YouTubers, Taylor Ray was, Taylor Ray was, when I know him, he wasn't anybody. And then, you know, Adam's in it now. Um, Chelsea got huge. Chelsea yep. was just a... A regular dude that loves pizza. From what I've
0: heard, he struggled for years yeah. with like program like oh, man. his own car and like great driver, but just couldn't get the rest of it to financially.
1: It's hard. Come along. Yeah. And then all the YouTubers came in, and now these YouTubers have blown up the drifting community. Yeah. So like big shout out to those guys for bringing and that in.
0: Ironically, there isn't really anybody in FD that probably doesn't make YouTube videos now.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So it's like, well, they all probably were like, dude, this Adam guy. Yeah. I don't know who this guy is, but he's competing and he's making a lot of money selling his videos. Mm-hmm. And then now, like, Dean Carnage is like, oh, check out my YouTube video. Chris well, the sponsors Forsberg.
0: also, too, are like, dude, why aren't you, like, yeah, talking about yeah. me more? Like, you're just hoping that somebody comes and interviews you and you're wearing my hat. Yeah, exactly. you got to put yourself out there.
1: Another reason why I don't like the competitive drive that anymore. I just, I don't. I don't want sponsors. Like, I could probably do it myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but... And and people are like, oh, well, you had a kid and you got a family. So, obviously, it wouldn't put me in a real financial, like, disposition to, to compete. But I would rather spend that money on yeah. projects or... I, I always have a project going on or I'm always, like, traveling or whatever I like to do. I'm trying to live life. But if you... Are serious about competing, and you have sponsors. Each of those sponsors is basically another job. So a lot of and um, sponsors are ruined too now. Um, it used to be you ha- you get a hold of a, sp- a company and you're like, hey, we want to promote your stuff, blah blah blah, blah. and they were like, all right, cool, we'll give you 50 percent off, or we'll give you this product. You know, put your sticker on the car. You know, tag us and whatever. And then. People, the kids were like, oh, I want all these sponsors because it looks cool and I want all this free stuff. So they get all this free stuff and they wouldn't put the work in and the company would be like, hey, we're not doing this anymore because it doesn't benefit us uh, like our marketing stuff. So we're not doing this anymore. So now in order to have a sponsor, you have to have 50,000 followers. You have to have a successful 50,000 sub YouTube channel. Um,
0: Super difficult to get and have I, a good relationship with a sponsor. And they're
1: like, well, you know, we want to... Are you guys doing sponsorships? And then they'll respond back with, yes, please send us your proposal. And then they're like, well, we're going to put our sticker on your car and we're going to go to the car show, to Hooters, car show at Hooters and you know, every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't care about that. Like, you guys ruined that. Like, well,
0: there's so many people, too, that are like, hey, I'm going to build a car. Will you sponsor it? Happens a no, lot. No, you got to build the car and then... Once you want to upgrade parts, maybe then right. try to get a sponsor. But it becomes a job because buy something from the company first.
1: You say you get a say you get a you know you're you got cams from BC. So like now, and this is just this is just me personally why I don't do it. But I don't want to have to um, promote this company while I'm trying to balance building this car, running my company, running a family, yep. like. I'm already, I, I was doing YouTube videos for a while for, for fun. I, I love filming, I love editing, I love the YouTube stuff. I just don't care enough to take it seriously. But I'm doing all this stuff, I don't want to have to stop what i'm doing to film me install this cams yeah. i just want to do it and get the cartoon and i want to go out and drive like
0: and nothing worse than like a sponsor not being happy with what they got yeah. and then they're talking to somebody and they're like oh yeah i mean that cooper guy i wasn't too happy with what i got from him and it's like why don't you freaking call me and tell me that
1: but then the other sponsors are like mm, and it it rubs up uh, a bad spot on that sponsor mm-hmm. for future sponsors
0: and not all and not all is equal. Somebody could give me an eight hundred dollar part, and somebody else give me a five thousand dollar part, and yeah. they all want the same size sticker. It's, <laughs> it's a very difficult thing. I've I've come to respect and envy the person that pulls up with no stickers on their car. Like when I go yeah. to drag race somebody, and I'm like, "You're in the same class so as me, nice. and you just pulled up with no stickers, no YouTube channel. Yeah, it's you and your husband, it's you and your wife, and your kid out here racing." And I'm like, "It's a mad, it's respect. a
1: proud moment too for." For me, if I so, the only people on my car, me, myself, and some friends literally, Mm -hmm. like the only like my closest friends that have actually touched the car. So, Dan Chilton welding, so DCW racing is is a sticker on my car. All my aluminum welding, I don't have TIG welder, I'm MIG, all that stuff, and I he's like amazing TIG welder. So, if I want something really nice, I just let him TIG weld it, Um, titanium, whatever. And he doesn't even want the name of my car, but I like to promote my friends. Yep. And that's it. I won't promote companies and stuff because it's just gotten to the point where I'm not I'm not wasting my time for ten percent off of something. But if if somebody really helps, puts hands on the car, and like is there for me, I'll put I'll put your name on there, and I'll be glad to like give my opinion about your product to other people. Yeah. But it's like, uh, let's see, Spec who tuned the car? Dan Shelton, who welded me, all over it. Danny Duncan, he is, he's my friend. He's it's like great one brand of my to have on he's one car. of my best friends. But when I did crash at this, at the Freedom Factory into that BMW, he actually paid. He sent me the money to pay for all of the rear to get fixed immediately. He was just like you need yeah. to do this. So that's a, like
0: that's a sponsor and. And a friend. Yeah, when you want and and when your car's out there, like that's like where a sponsor wants their return or expects the return. Like somebody going out there and using using the vehicle. I know Danny has some other ventures and I'm sure
1: Oh, Danny doesn't need the
0: He doesn't need the exposure, but it's still it's it's almost at his level it's almost exposure for the memes. Just like for the funniness of it. Oh, let me sponsor like a like a little league team for the like because it's and funny. He does that. He does yeah. all the time. So it's, it's like, funny, exactly. He was
1: like, "Dude, that's funny." He's like, "Dude, it's hilarious. I love it." And like, you know, I I mean, not the, I probably couldn't do other than my job, which is to help him create the content. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't think I could do anything to help him get anywhere further than he already is because he's already. His mindset is already working yeah. on that. Like yeah, he's, he's already
0: above he's most the, other... He's one
1: of the most successful people on YouTube. Yep. One of, not the, but one For of. sure.
0: And especially in his segment, with his with his demographic, probably. Right. Because, like, you know, you can look at more successful people, but they have, like, younger demographic. Yeah. Like, children, almost, like... His are not that old either, though. I would imagine he's... not high school. I would imagine he's, like, 20 to 35.
1: No. Like... <sighs> 14 to 18 or 19 or something huh. i was thinking it's he was crazy.
0: probably like i one, thought it was older one too. bracket up because like this was, video not. right here is probably being watched by people that are 25 to 35
1: right but they're most like car guys and stuff like yeah. that and same thing with clina same thing with any of like pfi any of the car people like the 14 year old kids don't have cars they like cars but they don't have cars so mm-hmm. they're not really they watch them because you know famous YouTubers and like you said before it's the new Hollywood Yeah, but they're not like the demographic they're not the target but yeah I don't sponsorships are just to me a job and I would be glad to to focus on that and give back to a company but I just don't I just don't think that sponsorships are like they used to be and I don't think that people and it's because people don't treat sponsorships
0: like they should yeah. I know it's uh,
1: there needs to be a there needs to be a good it's a business. So both um, from both sides and it needs to be like a like a a fit. Like there needs to be business stuff on both sides and I feel like most of the kids these days are like they don't want jobs. So it's like they don't yeah. really want to do it.
0: I would love to have like a sponsor for my program that actually like pays me money and like doesn't supply parts like a big name like you know like if you look at like like, or like matco sponsors you know what i mean like they sponsor like top fuel like like think about stuff like that you need to get on the red bull program you see they like like that's what i'm thinking like a title sponsor where like yes people have like parts sponsors and they may help them with like parts and i have that but like top fuel teams and nascar teams like have m&m and like like legitimate like big dollar companies and that to me would be a really cool deal to work. Something so, where you yeah. have like a legitimate, not car related. Because that, you know, you could put precision turbo on your car. Great, great partners of mine have helped me out with turbos. But the amount of turbos that I could even possibly sell is not that oh, high. Yeah. Right. But if you put Twix on the car, <laughs> or I'm thinking like you know m M&M, and yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, M&M yeah. car. Yeah. It's an Captain iconic Crunch. NASCAR. It's iconic in NASCAR, the Eminem. Yeah, the Miller. Like they used to be like marble red cars, dude.
1: I they <laughs> should bring that back. They can't.
0: No, they can't. It's
1: that's, that's kind of crazy, right? That they.
0: But you don't see big sponsors that? like that in even FD. Like no Monsters, uh, Monster, Monster, and, Red
1: Bull, Rockstar. That's it.
0: Just energy drinks. And
1: then it, and then it's usually just like their personal. So that's that's where it came from for me.
0: Comes to car parts, right? But when, your market's so small. You can only sell so many turbos to some to people that are in the crowd
1: right but you're also do people ever like dm you and they want to like they want to they want to pick your brain and be like hey what what turbo should i use because i get a lot of people who are like hey why did you use that turbo and then i'm like or why did you go with these guys with your turbo and then i have then i explain it and i probably over explain everything like i always do but i'll explain why like what mm-hmm. this turbo why it benefits my engine like i explain everything to them and then i help them make a decision to buy a turbo and that's, there's no sponsorship or nothing i don't have any sponsorships with boost lab yeah. or whatever i just happen to use their stuff and i tell people like why i use it
0: yeah and they're good people they work well with right you. I mean, so
1: i don't know i mean i feel like i feel like personally
0: i send people to induction if somebody asks me they're like hey like what cams should i do i'm like induction performance. <laughs> yeah, I'm like they're, they're right. smarter than me and they can sell you the part. I'm not going to like, you know, I try not to like get in between like people that I know are smarter than me and are a better resource yeah. and can actually sell you the part. I'll help people. If you message me, like I'll give you advice and talk to you about my thoughts, but like in the end of the day, I can send you somewhere that you're going to get a better answer and actually buy the part. True. Like you can ask me what turbo I use. And you can tell me your goals for your car, but I could send you to Matt at Induction Performance and he could help you better and then send you an invoice.
1: Yeah. And then you get your turbo.
0: And then you get your turbo. Win-win for everybody. (laughs) And it helps my sponsors.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I'm, I'm like, pretty good at marketing. And um, there's, like, a lot of stuff that's, like, secret, but I'm very good at, like, the internet. So... I think that it would be more beneficial to me. That's why I have Massey Automotive on the side of my car.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, instead of putting that effort into a company who's only going to give me 10% off of something, I would rather put that effort and marketing into my own company, which will directly benefit me.
0: Yeah. Could you... It would be cool almost if like a company like Drift HQ could say, you know, you could be like, I guess, like a part salesman almost, but, like, not really. You know what I mean? Like, I say could, you could make, like, a percentage off of it if you are selling parts somehow, like, almost like an outside rep So it would, it would that's work also, out, like, sponsored.
1: If I did Drift HQ stuff, what would happen would be I would get, like, um, for some weird reason, i have getting a plethora of Skylines in here lately. So, if I get... Like I just had an R thirty two in here and R thirty three before that and R thirty five that they all had upgraded turbos. Mm-hmm. So if they wanted me to do something, I could be like, "All right, bring it to us. Obviously, we'll install everything, and we'll, I can get everything from Drift HQ." Yeah, you know what I mean. So it would it would work Almost as a shop owner, sale,
0: right? But like, yeah, it's kind of like having like an account.
1: I feel like as a shop owner, it's a lot better to for marketing for sponsorships like i'm not just like a guy that goes out on the weekend and like races and stuff and just tells people like what i think about this product i will actually install it and show you that how good it works you know what i mean like it it would work like that
0: well that's like the old um nascar catchphrase was what wins on sunday sells on monday i mean it's the same 100 fact legitimately how sponsors work yeah if you have a car that has a you know garrett turbo that just won fd
1: right now now garrett
0: sales are going to go up exactly
1: yeah i mean it is what it is
0: and fd is a little weird because they have sponsors that you have to have like you have to run a link ecu type of thing yeah like there's some things they've changed a lot of stuff lately there's only like four
1: maybe five i think there's four tire Brands yep. that you can use, stuff like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, they kind of stifle a little bit of competition getting into it. Yeah. And I get why they would do that, why sponsors want to be exclusive. And it's kind of cool, like, you could be, like, Nitto winner of the year. I think that... I think Falcon, Falcon just pulled out. Falcon yeah. just
1: pulled out. Yeah.
0: out of that yeah. end of off-road, I think.
1: Oh, that's... It's I, rough, dude.
0: That's a bad deal. Falcon's, Falcon like a was staple. a big
1: part of drifting.
0: They are, like... Their teal-blue cars are, like... When you think of FD, you think of, like, a teal blue car.
1: And in general, not even drifting. Like, yeah, trophy trucks, like, everything.
0: Yep. It's, it's so definitely a sad... I
1: wonder what the issue... Like, I don't know. I just... I don't think there's a huge market, like you said, for stuff like that. Like, as much as... I mean, like, as much as their budget was for drifting, mm-hmm. I don't think that it'll work out for them.
0: Well, that's, like, exactly what I mean by, like, a company... You see it with YouTubers... YouTubers don't do paid ads for things that, you're, that you think they would do. it. They do it for HelloFresh or yeah. things like that. Because anybody, whether they own a car or not, is going to potentially buy liquid death or liquid yeah. IV or those kind of things. Liquid
1: like, death, man. That's Steve-O's <laughs> thing, man.
0: The water, yeah, the w-
1: It's good, though. Yeah. It I is. don't know what it is about drinking water out of a can, not an ad.
0: But that's but that's what I mean <laughs> like if if you had that on your that. car, you have a better chance of selling a lot more products for somebody yeah. than if you have a tire brand.
1: Do you think that it's it's more beneficial for someone who's for a company to promote or to sponsor a more winning driver or a more cloudy driver? So like Adam Adam's first year in the Mustang just getting used to the car, wasn't that great. But he's done great before. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in, in the past chassis because he's used to it. He's got a lot of them. Yeah. I get this year he didn't you know, he was just learning this Mustang is insane. It's completely different. It's insane. Car. It's a yeah. wild car. So but he so I'm sure that he sold more than whoever the winningest driver, one of the more winningest drivers yeah. just because of the cloud. You know what I mean, and that's what I think sponsorship has come to at this and point. And even
0: his sponsor, because he has AutoZone and Pennzoil, those are pretty good sponsors because they they're broad. Right. They're very broad.
1: Right. You can just walk in. You can buy them for an old car. You can buy them for a exactly. New car, you can, you
0: can, everybody goes to AutoZone for something. Right. Whether you want to or not, <laughs> they're usually yeah local. <laughs>
1: what What was the other thing?
0: There, oh oil. yeah,
1: well Monster
0: monster yeah. nos
1: used to be like the biggest no yeah. i remember at cfrc that nos was even sponsoring cfrc events and you would just show up and they'd give out free nos they'd yeah. have nos girls there and they'd walk around everybody's got free nos dude and it got so bad i remember the heat got so bad that people were having heat strokes and people were drinking so much nos that they would have, <laughs> have heart problems at the track emts would be showing up all the yep. time at cfrc and they were like hey we're done here
0: well, that's like one of those things, like they probably sold more NOS because people are like, dang, it's so crazy and heart palpitations, that's <laughs> sick. You know, like when somebody dies on a roller coaster at a oh, theme yeah. park, like it goes up, attendance goes up. Yeah, <laughs> at they're the like, theme dude, park. this roller coaster must be crazy. Dang, that guy died there, like I'm gonna go try it. <laughs> it goes up. Like it's it's a they're weird junkies. <laughs> it's a weird human psychology thing that <laughs> oh, we man. like that kind of stuff. Well um I, I we could wrap it up there. So Huge thank you to Mike for coming on. If you guys need any, um, what, general service or...
1: General service?
0: Skyline stuff?
1: There's not many
0: people you could call to work on, like, a unique car that you can kind of do. Yeah. There's not many repair shops that people can find to work on, like, a 2J or an RB or, like, a Mustang or something. Yeah,
1: like, I mean, anything from, like, 57 Chevy, like, Lambo's, Lotus, there's a pontiac g6 out back
0: you know 240s and drifting Tesla. well so yeah,
1: stuff like that anything
0: massey automotive um instagram youtube facebook
1: yeah instagram i don't really care about my youtube it's instagram just okay yeah. so Instagram.
0: if you guys are in the sarasota area and need some uh work done or some advice on some drifting stuff maybe hit up mike very cool talking with him awesome dude thank you for coming on man You're it welcome. was fun
1: thank you for having me
0: we'll do a, we'll do another one Maybe um, maybe peak FD season we'll start. We can talk about it a little bit (laughs) once
2: we're Oh, it'll get going.
0: Yeah. So all right guys, that'll do it. Thanks for watching. We will see you next time.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy-five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over thirty five, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Go to Bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
3: The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better